When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorization number TP slash 01005. Palmer bet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight up screamer. Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. Find Victor and Parker Rabard Black XS100 mil for only $89.99 at Chemist Warehouse. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. got a big, big show for you today. I am so excited for this because yesterday, throughout the morning show, I had one eye on the screen in the studio in Auckland and one eye on the TV as we witnessed. We can claim them because they seem to claim us all the time over here. Eh? We got Cam Smith winning the Players' Championship yesterday. How good was that? Cool, calm. His putter was on fire. His driver was horrible. But hey, when that's like that, you need someone to keep you calm and collected. And Sam Pinfold was that guy. And well, Louis dug deep into the black book. He's got a nice little black book, actually, old Louis. He doesn't, doesn't do too bad, old Louis. He surprises me some days. I'm like, what? You know the caddy? He does. He knows the caddy anyway. We've got Sam Pinner's Pinfold. He's coming on the show this morning just after 7 o'clock for a McCafe coffee catch-up. And, well, we're going to have a wee chat to him. He had the best payday ever, half a milli rack, in fact. So he'll be up and about celebrating. He's coming on the show just after 7 o'clock for our Mick Cafe coffee catch-up. I'm up and about. I can't wait to have to chat to him because I want to talk to him about hole 17 when Cam Smith just stiffs it straight over the bunker about a metre off the water and puts it about Six or five feet from the hole for birdie putt. And uh, I want to ask him if he told him to aim there. Cam's already come out and said he pushed it a wee bit and the wind held it up. But um, ah, I'm, I can't wait for that one anyway, as you can tell. 
And then following that, we're going to talk a bit of Super Rugby Old Picky. Double header yesterday in Super Rugby Old Picky. The Blues comfortably beating South Island Matatu 21 10 to pretty much set up a final with Chiefs Mana, Manawa. Chiefs Manawa on Sunday. But it's, uh, it's the Hurricanes poll what we want to uh, talk about as they got a taste of Super Rugby yesterday. They went down 29 8. But the scoreline doesn't reflect uh, how well they actually played the Hurricane Girls. So uh, we're going to have a chat to Jonah Nanwun. Uh, she is the try scorer. She played yesterday in that uh, match and she played extremely well. And I want to have a chat to her about Karis Dillinger as well. So uh, looking forward to having a chat about that. Super Rugby old picky. And then after 8 o'clock, we get our Razine Cricket catch-up with White Ferns player Amy Sathwaite. Uh, where they sit middle of the pack at the Cricket World Cup. Two wins, two losses, three matches left. They face undefeated South Africa tomorrow. We'll chat about the thing. Sophie and Bob Carter have been demanding them to be better. Uh, must win. South Africa are undefeated at the moment. Australia as well. Well, flying. They gave West, End, West Indies girls a hiding. So looking forward to having a chat to that. And at 8.40 with them, but nervous for that. A bit nervous for this actually. Eight forty. We got a uh, we got a rat test, boys. We got a rat test. Asman Harun, he is CEO of the Chemist Warehouse. He's coming in the show for a few boys to bring some rat tests, and we're going to do a rat live on air. And well, if I go quiet and run off, you know I'm trying to hide from customs. Okay, there we go. Good show for you today. Good show for you today. Like always, give us a text on the temple big post. Text machine double eight double three or call us anytime on the Kennard Tire phone line 0800 150 If you've got any questions for Sam Pinners, Pinfold, fire them through and we will get them to Sam because uh, no doubt he'll have a little bit of a sore head if I got a little inkling of what kind of bloke he is. Uh, one of my good mates, uh, Matt Perry, knows him as well, and he said he loves to have a little cup of champers, so he'll be he'll be a bit a little bit slow today. But anyway, that's our show. Give us a call anytime and keep on the text machine. That's enough from me. Gonna go to Kim P in the singlet. I love it when you wear a singlet, mate. You're more up more than that, more than that. More than that. And Louis Herman, what? Daggy. How are you, team? Oh, good, bro. I just laugh. A great intro. I can't wait to catch up with Pinners. I was just laughing because for what, what day is this? We're Wednesday, so Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, th- five. For the eighth morning in a row, Kempi has <laughs> given the most disappointed look to Kez and formerly Joe, but now Jacob because he hasn't been given a rundown. Joe's had enough, mate. He's gone. Kempi, <laughs> you're almost lost for words, aren't you? Mate, I, actually, this morning as you, I walked in and I purposely thought, I'm not going to ask for a run sheet today. I'm, I'm just going to see if it shows up. Yeah. And we're, f- we're, three minute, we're three minutes into your introduction and I've just looked around at the, at the boys and I've just gone, like, where's the sheets, fellas? <laughs> <laughs> like, day eight. Come on. Do I have to keep asking? Literally every single day. He's... <laughs> Look at Kez's face, mate. He's up. <laughs> <laughs> One job, Kez, one job. Are they with my live reads? Are they with my live reads, Steve? 
Yeah, well, even the mate, the live reads this, the live reads this morning. I was reading a, I was reading a book. <laughs> the live reads. I was thinking this ain't ever gonna end. Oh, anyway, anyway, they do a great job, the lads. But I think it's funny. Every day, Kim is asked for the same thing. The frustration. I was starting to get worried because well, you're right. When he wears that singlet, he does come across about fifty percent more intimidating. Um, and, yeah. And I, he's a, he's a redhead though. He's a he cares a redhead. I reckon he can go all right. Kieran actually looks like Cam Smith. We've realised he does. He <laughs> looks like the golfer. Cam that Smith. photo was so good. That photo was so good. You put up. You say, Louis. Yeah, right. just identical. I reckon. Go to Baz and Izzy okay. for breakfast on Twitter, and you'll see what our kids looks like. And he looks like Cam Smith. That golf yesterday, lads. Like we were watching when we were on air, um, but when we got off here, that it, it became like, oh, Cam's actually he's locked in. He's going to do this. He can do this. And he needed that birdie on the 17th because then they put one in the water on the 18th. Like, uh, man, that was just, that was so tense to watch. Oh, uh, it was so tense. Like, his driver was horrible. And I was surprised he actually went back to it. He went to it on 18 because he hadn't worked all day. And 16, he, he sprayed it on 16 as well before he went to 17. Obviously hit that, stuffed that, that iron into, um, into hole 17. And then he sprayed it right. And then I actually have to, because I was, I was getting so pumped, I had to go put my golf gear on. So I went down the room and put my golf gear on. And I came back. I came back and he was by the water. And then I, I just heard that he put it in the water. And I thought, what's going on? And then his ability to stiff that, oh. that fourth shot in there, mate, and Up spin and down. it nearly past the hole. Oh. So good. Look at this. On, on the final round, 13 one putts. He had 13 one putts <laughs> and five two putts. No three putts. Now, if you're a golfer out there, you've got to have at least one or two three putts out there. Like, you know, that's just that's just all part and parcel. You you hit a putt, you leave it short, and then you, you tap, you lip out for, for your three putt. He's putted on fire, mate. So he's grinded one of those out. It wasn't pretty, but he got the job done, mate, and I can't wait to chat to Finners. It was huge. Kempi, you're not a, as we discussed yesterday, you're not a huge golf guy, but even you could have appreciated <laughs> how pretty, like that was pretty tense going down the stretch, wasn't it? Oh, it was, yeah. Look, I, um, watching it in the studio with you yesterday morning and then uh, getting home and just watching him round out that that 18th hole, I thought, um, you know, the, the guy that came second, I forgot, I can't remember his name. but Harry. Yeah, he, when he when he nailed that drive down the down the centre of the fairway, and I thought, oh, he's a chance here to get a birdie. And you know how Cam mm. Smith walked off. I thought he was thinking he was going into a playoff hole, um, but then he just horrible second shot, and and that that was that was the 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 match for old Cam Smith mm. and Pinner. Um, but hey, little story about Pinner. Um, oh, mate, about thirty years ago, a guy in Waitara, his name's Wally P Hummer. Um, one of these, one of these guys, done something that was horribly wrong on the football field, and he went, "Hey, that was Pinner." <laughs> Me, many like that was Stink. <laughs> so Pinner's yeah. actually Pinner's actually a, a massive name, mate. It's been bought out there in, for the last thirty years in our hometown. So whenever anyone does anything like that, shot on the eighteenth from Cam was Pinner. <laughs>
Oh man, I thought you had a story about pinners, and then you've gone on and said, "Man, you're pinner owl. You're, you're pinner owl." owl. Oh, man. <laughs> that is one of the greats. Imagine, imagine the boat. Imagine the boat that uh, that Richie would have bought if he got paid out three point six million dollars, mate. What, what kind of boat would Richie play? And, and, and I get, I, I get home yesterday, and I get a text message come from Richie. Anyway, the story about the the wife and the mink coat that was like wife number ten for Richie, not wife number not oh. wife number eleven. So he, he, he sends me a text message. He goes, "Mate, Fliss is listening to the radio show. We're not caught off, and I haven't told her about that boat story." <laughs> he had her in hysterics, mate. mate she's lucky. She's oh. lucky he was, wasn't hurt. Oh, mate, we got to get we got to get that Blake back on, mate. We actually got to get him to try and tell a story because he's 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 got a few of them. Let me tell you. Yes, mate. he was really good, really, really good. What about you, Louis? You had a good good day yesterday, bro. Yeah, loving it, loving it. Um, we oh, it's actually. I tell you what, this is just terrible Auckland weather chat. But it was so hot in Auckland over summer and so humid that the humidity's kind of just there's just a little sting that's mm. come out of it. And we just had the beautiful, most beautiful day yesterday, and it wasn't too hot. So just went for a walk around the park with Shannon and just had a chill after watching Cam and and Pinners go for it. I couldn't. I was kind of just still like shook. I was running the numbers. I was trying to work it out. What was it in Solana? What was it in ETH? What was it in New Zealand dollars? <laughs> Australian dollars? Like. But, He's literally cleared, Sam Pinfo's cleared, and I said, dude, I was talking to some mates. Actually, I was talking to some mates that know him way better than me, some real kind of characters from down the coast who I knew would have had some cash on him. And I was like, send me your bet slips, boys, because I knew they don't – Cam Smith doesn't play a tournament without them having a go. And I got one sent through to me. Um, by an unnamed lad down on Carpety Coast who loves his golf and also loves his Addington dogs. And he's got <laughs> just some of the most crooked multis going into Cam Smith to win the, the players, including, and I guarantee these are only a couple of them, including <laughs> Opawa Chrissy, uh, race night of the Addington Greyhounds on Friday night, $3.30 into Cameron Smith to outright win the players at $34. $30 to return $3,366. And another multi, quick shot, race seven, the Omaru Harness, $4.20 into Cam Smith at $10 top five, $50 to win $2,100. There are some sick units wow. out there. And they were all absolutely, I was just, I was just running the math on how much everybody won off uh, Cam and, and Pinner's huge effort wow man it is such a random multi like it's hard enough picking a golfer to win the comp outright let alone add a, a dog that can get sprayed out the back in about half a second oh man i'll take that clap clap mate that is so 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 good have you picked what, what, a, have you picked the outright golfer what a, Louis, yeah, well that's that's what i'm i'm sort of is amazed that louis hasn't Throwing us Cam Smith, mate. He's yeah. talking about Cam Smith and Pinners all the time, and yeah. we never got it. Like at thirty four dollars, I'm going at thirty four dollars. Louis, well, you could have thrown me that. He look, no, I tell you what, I've I've backed him to win the Masters. Um, when at the start yeah. of the year, it, they, they, look, they've been saying that this is the moving year for them. Like they've been they've been right there, threatening, 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 and are ready. They were ready to win one of these big tournaments. The players is the perfect stepping stone. He wins a major this year. I'm pretty sure about it, mm. and I, I think it's the Masters. Is the the tournament that suits him because you have to you have to scramble, um, like you know your short game, your hands have to be great. The, the, obviously, the putting, the the greens there are just like on a different the speed. Mm. It's a different level, and 
Cam's game, he's always played well there. I think he's had a tied second. He's had a couple of top tens. The Masters is the one in the futures that I've had a crack at. Uh, I know, Izzy, you, you, you get? Pick, what'd you get him at? Uh, oh, I have to go back and look through my bet slip. Some uh, more than come more, way in. more than forty, more than thirty, thirty-five dollars, I think. Um, and oh. Izzy, you you tipped, you backed Colin Morikawa when you won the PGG, uh, PGG, <laughs> the PGA <laughs> Championship, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, I got Colin Morikawa, and um, I think I got about what did I get him at? About seventeen bucks. So that was a good one. Um, but my best one was I had quite a wee bit on Brooks Kepka a couple of years ago to win um, the P- PGA PGA Championship, I think it was, uh, at Beth Page, and he won that one. I think I got him at 15 bucks, and uh, I can't say how much I had on him, but I had a bit, and it was, yeah, it was very, very nice, and it was a good good old payday, that one. And But, yeah, it's like it's so hard to do it. It's so hard to pick a golfer. Um, to to win win those titles because obviously four rounds anything can happen. one shot like Cam Smith that whole seventeen that was a two shot swing if he'd gone in the water he lost two shots he'd have been he would have lost that obviously that was like a tournament defining competition and he's absolutely stiffed it in there and got himself two up which he needed in the end so I tell you what it's a crazy game he he's fifteen dollars to win the masters now which is probably I mean it's under as if you got him a couple of months ago because yeah. it's about half the price but the reality is he's got John Rahm, Colin Morikawa, Jordan Spieth, Justin Thomas in front of him he's sitting par with Rory McIlroy who I think it's fair to say isn't going to win the masters this year because he's just got something in his head um Mm. Dustin Johnson, Victor Hovland's right there at seventeen bucks. Xander Schauffele, nineteen dollars. That fifteen dollars for Cam Smith probably as good as you're going to get because his form isn't going anywhere. Um, and as I say, his game just stacks up so well for that course, the Augusta, and just look, there's not there's not a moment too big for the guy. He's so chill. And I'll you have to ask Pinners, what do you guys talk about on the course? And it's just punting, golf. It's like it's like um, fishing. It's you know what, what's your what's does your, Pinners punt? <laughs> Does he? <laughs> oh, is 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 Novak um, vaccinated? <laughs> what is oh, it Novak not vaccinated? I should say. Are they, are they allowed to punt on themselves? I wonder if he had a punt. I don't think so. No, I, I doubt it. But the, the the people that are most happiest about this is um the, the people that run the books at the TAB. Turnover will be good this month. Mm. Mm. Yep, they got my money. They definitely got my coming in, uh, money coming in, Louis. I oh, look forward to having a chat to him, mate. Well done. Well done. I know, he, he, like, obviously, I don't really know too much about him, Louis. I know we're going to get off really shortly, but his, he's obviously a, a, a great Kiwi bloke. Because I, I messaged my mate, uh, Matt Perry, and uh, he's a pro up in Hawke's Bay, and he'll be listening to this. And I said, oh, he, you know, Cam Smith really well because he played on the, on the tour. And he goes, yeah, I know, I know Cam uh, really well. He lives at, obviously... TPC Sawgrass. So he was saying that he plays there all this every single week. You know, mm. he plays there a hell of a hell of a lot of golf there. So he understands the golf course, and he knew. So obviously that showcase in, in the end when he was able to 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 win the tournament. But he said Pinners on the other side, he's an absolute champion, and so he's quite renowned around Kiwi. I don't know him, but I didn't know he's Kiwi. So he he's, he's obviously 
a good Kiwi lad. He, he, I think his story goes something like he thought he was a real handy golfer and he still is a real handy golfer. He's playing off like a five or something, he, you know, maybe yeah. even less. Like he's real, he's real handy. And I think there was some thought when he was in his early 20s or coming out of high school that he wanted to go pro and just kind of didn't really kick on himself and then went and helped one of his mates in the, in the, on the Gold Coast that was a tour player. His name's just escaping me for a long time. Um, went over to the States, was just meant to be a holiday, realised he had a knack for caddying, just was carrying the bag for a mat, mate. And then he's kind of worked with Leishman, another couple of guys, but him and Cam got together at the New Zealand Open. Um, about seven or eight yeah. years ago, yeah, and it. and he went real good, and they kind of thought, oh, we get on all right, like let's let's carry this on. Kind of real similar dudes, chill as, just kind of Kiwi Aussie like hard case dudes, and they've just got on real good. And and um, um, Sam's kind of learnt on the job a little bit, and he's learnt with Cam, and they just they gel really well, and it's um it's quite an incredible life that they've they've built themselves. And he's got a house over there just down the road. They don't stay together when they're at tournaments. It's just a really cool amicable working mm-hmm. relationship, and they're good mates they you know they're friends as well as colleagues and i'm just so proud of him as a as a good kiwi uh we should pump him up because five hundred thousand dollars is a bigger payday than 97 percent of our kiwi athletes would be getting this year and um mm. it, it's it reminds me of when steve williams was caddying for tiger woods and he was the second highest paid new zealand sports person behind ryan nelson i'm pretty <laughs> sure it was so yeah it's a lucrative <laughs> business if you do it well and he is doing it well it's 21 and a half minutes past six o'clock baz and for breakfast with kempi and myself louis as well after this we've got the warriors team sheet and kempi is well he's tensing which tells me that he's got something to say. Here with Kim's Warehouse, great savings every day. Try New Vic's First Defence Nasal Spray. Now $11.99 at Chemist Warehouse. You're listening to Baz and Dizzy for breakfast on SENZ. Yeah, SENZ, we're 27 minutes past 6 o'clock this morning. And Kimpy team naming Tuesdays, which means Wednesday mornings, we've got a team list. And one name popped off the sheet at you and a number that you didn't... Well, it was, it's an intriguing. Yeah, well, mate, again, you know, like... Um, the guy had a decent crack at me, uh, oh, mate, about six weeks ago at a, at a mate's party watching the UFC. Um, and he had a decent crack at me and he said, mate... He was getting on about my coaching record, you know, and it was it was pretty abysmal my coaching record, to be brutally honest. So, I, I, and I don't mind guys having a, have a punt at me, but if you want to have a punt at me, you better be bloody good because you're going to get one back right between the eyes. And um, we were discussing some stuff, and and he said, you know, Sean Johnson's going to win us a comp. And I said, and I said to him, this guy is a bit of a bit of a he was back in his day a bit of a gun surfer out at out the west coast, and he, and he said, mate, Sean Johnson play every game and win us a comp. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, mate, who have you coached? He said, oh, I coached my son. I said, how old is he? He's six. I said, mate, get lost. I said, Sean Johnson ain't playing every game this year, and no, they're not. They're like, you know, what has he said about Canterbury? They're not going to win the comp. So that was pretty interesting yesterday getting um, – I thought Sean would last longer than one game before he got injured. But anyway, uh, like Richie said, that's what happens to blokes over 30. It's really hard to stay on the football field. But the other one I thought was really interesting this morning from uh, Tuesday's name of the side was I think the panic button has already been pushed with the dropping of Cody Nicarima, um, who didn't even make the 17. I, I'm, and I honestly think he's the best 14 they have in the side. You know, if you look at Moses Mboy when he came on, he he basically put the game away for uh, St George on the weekend when he when he jumped out of dummy half after the that break and scored under the post. Um, Jester Varga's not really going to do that for you, where Cody can do that. So, um, 
you can't go in week one saying, oh, these are my halfbacks, and then you lose both of them in week two. You know mm. what I mean? It, mm. it sort of doesn't feel right um, to go, well, I've lost Sean and I'm going to drop Cody. And, and the other part mm. of that was, well, if um, CHT, um, Chanel Harris-Tavita is your best number six, then why did you play him at fullback in the first round? You know, when you got Dylan uh, Watini Zelezniak, who's played for New Zealand at fullback, uh, who could have filled that spot and, and CHT could have played in the number six and... You know, I, I do feel a little bit sorry for um, Cody, but, you know, a bit of panic stations for me, Louis. I think, um, you know, he's, he's he should have been on a 14, is he? He should have played 14 and, and probably would have, would still be there this week. But to push him right out the back door after after one game, uh, it was probably, mm. it, it's just, it smells like a bit of panic to me. Yeah, it does. It does. I totally agree with you, mate. If he's already come out and, and said that, Sean Johnson and Cody Nikarima are his halves, and he's already made that change. Um, I want to ask you about Harris Tavita, mate. Harris Tavita, what, what would he bring? What does he bring? What does Nathan Brown see in him? Why his combination with Ash Taylor is better suited? What What's your thoughts? Um, well, you know, people like settled halves. Like coaches like settled halves. So, um, what Channel brings to the side is he's tough. You know what I mean? He's got a good left foot boot and he's and he's a very, very good defender. So he brings stability to the side. And we've seen when Sean first, you know, when he was at the Warriors, when, when Channel um, got his chance, he was very, very good at just getting through the, the, the game management side of things at a young age. So he'll bring some stability there. Um, it's not really what he brings. Yeah. We know what he brings. It's what Ash mm. Taylor brings to the side. You know, this this is the real interesting part. So he's up against the Titans this week, Ash Taylor. Revenge game. Oh, he's he's he lost a million dollar contract. All right, he's like you like you like you pointed out, Izzy. When you get a lot of money in your back pocket, you tend to sit back. You know, think you made it. He's mm. only a, he's still young, mm. um, but he gets to lead the Warriors around, mate. You know what I mean? So he leads the Warriors around, knowing that his career is on the line. That's that's. I think that's really dangerous for the Titans. I think Ash Taylor in this mm. mood, that is basically the mood we saw when he was playing for Brisbane, um, is a real dangerous uh, proposition for the Titans. So hopefully he can play well. What the headache then becomes in four weeks' time, if Ash Taylor's going really well, do you leave him at seven and put put um, Sean back in a six? Nice, mate. Nice, mate. We're going to touch up on a bit more of that later in the show because we've got Matt Lodge coming in, and I want to talk to you about the how do we unravel the Warriors to be able to play that freedom game that they've played. It reminds me of uh, Kevin Campion, Michael Luck, and Steve Price doing the hard yards. Maybe Matt Lodge can do that in the middle to unleash the rest of the team. Anyway, we're going to cross over and have a wee catch up with Aroha. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand. SCNZ, 26 minutes away from 7 this morning. Welcome into the show, Baz and Izzy for breakfast with Tony Kemp talking Warriors. Uh, we'll catch up on more about that team naming. We've got some questions around some Fords as well. We'll get into that later on in the program. Sam Pinfold talking golf. Cam Smith's caddy up after 7 a.m. as well. But loveracing.nz, your home for everything thoroughbred racing. Lads, it's Wednesday. 
which means there's racing at Matamata today, and Highborn is going to win again. Just check what race that's in. Uh, I like Highborn. I like Highborn. I like it because it won at Matamata. It won for us at Matamata. Race four. Race four. And Barrier won today with Michael McNair. Very good at getting these fillies and mares out of the gates. It's going to get up. Going to get a little. Going to get a nice little trail in behind the speed there. Highlighter Sammy Weatherly probably will go back in the field. I would imagine. There's a horse here, Joey's Gift. Well, it's like its namesake. It'll be a no show. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Just take it easy on Joey, eh? Like he just hasn't been the same, mate. You know, I walk past him every time we walk out of here at the end of the day, and he's like, mate, we need to take him out. Buy him, buy him some chocolate, mate. We took him out. I took him to the... having a sleeping, mate. He's having a sleeping. He's, he's sleeping. What time are you waking up, you reckon, Lily? Oh, mate, he's unbelievable. Kimpy's like, we need to take him out. I took him out. I took him to the races and to the <laughs> Cuvée Lounge. I, got, I sat him at the table with DC Ellis, and then the audacity of the bloke turns up to work and starts talking about his ex-girlfriend on the radio and how the races oh, remind them no. of it. Like, grow up, <laughs> that Joe. That is yuck. That is so yuck. Oh, I'm with you, Joe. I'm oh, with you. <laughs> Just like, what more can I do for you, Joey? Anyway, so because Joey's gift, that's not in my black book. That's got a black line through it. Highborn race for today. But um, I just want to talk quickly, boys, about uh, a race this weekend. And we're going to get the odds. So Wednesday is a great day for the odds. Shout out Cool Sign Mav, by the way, who's been given a late call up into the All-Star Mile this weekend. Whoa. About $4.5 million on the line there. So that's exciting. Now... There's a race this weekend at Trentham, and we'll talk about the features tomorrow when we get the odds. But it's race, uh, I don't know what number race it is, but it's the Wentwood Grange Cuddle Stakes, Phillies and Mears, set weights and penalties, 1,600 metres, $80,000. At the top of the book, we've got Cinerama, owned by B. Sharrick, T. Kemp, and some others. And someone's sitting here quietly confident, but he's not going to say anything because he doesn't want to pay the fine, which is fair enough. This is a really good field, is he? Sam I am Susie's got that fun tonic form around it, a bit fun tonic last start. It's set weights and penalties, so I, I'm not smart enough to work out exactly how the weight, the ratings compress this field and what exactly it means for the weights. When we get the weights out at about 1 p.m. today, or 11 a.m., can't remember exactly what time it is, it's going to be very telling about who will start favourite, Ooh. and who is going to be the punt here because Sam I am Susie if it gets enough weight relief off Cinerama and Mai Tai it could be a bit loves Trentham Tony Pike will have his polish on it inversely if Cinerama doesn't get it manages to keep those if the weight scale is compressed enough and it's only giving say Sam I am Susie two or three kegs Lake Lake is only one or two kegs Charm Stars Zola Express Mai Tai maybe one or two kegs as well I think Cinerama if it gets out of the gates is a bit as well we'll watch and see this is a really good field and I'm excited the Phillies and Mears at Trentham the Windwich Grage Cullidal Stakes we're going to have a vested interest because we got Kempe involved and it's going to be a great one to see what happens exactly with the weights and the odds here oddstab.co.nz out at about let's say 2pm-ish for the features today um, you can just go keep checking those keep up updating your page mm. and you'll uh, see we've got the Levin Classic and the Oaks as well so five listed races at Trentham on Saturday I'm fired up Izzy are you fired up <laughs> I'm always fired up mate I'll be looking at the TAB um, site all morning having a little look see in Matamata I don't really see too much today in Matamata but I'll have a look at Highborn mate you've kind of 
led me into that one. But I've been looking at all the futures, and I went into the Manawatu Sire Produce Stakes, and I looked way down the bottom of the list, and I saw a $101 shot, and I was thinking, oh, mate, maybe the weekend's luck. If you he's going to say if I get paid. Rock and horse. I, I <laughs> 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 if I get paid, mate. Yeah. yeah. Here's a tip. Is it a chance? Here's a tip. <laughs> We're not getting paid. We're not getting paid if we back it in the... What you could do is you could back it at $101, put $50 on it, and you get your $50 back on the TAB uh, future-proof promotion. Do you know what? I've actually got a bet in that. There's, there's, a, there's a horse that's going to win that race, um, and you're right mm-hmm. now you're getting over the odds. If the horse can make it there, there's no reason why Dynastic at $2.80... It doesn't start closer to two bucks. It's a bit Wolverine in the um, yeah. in the Caraca Million. It had a perfect blowout in the Sistema Stakes on Saturday, and I might have just got the little mm. whisper from the man that runs the Tangerine Army, uh, and he just said, yeah. "It's all right." He just fresh up, huge fresh up run. It won't be losing the Monotu size produce stakes. So I think that two dollars eighty for Dynastic ah. is a bit. I like I like that. I like that, but I also like Wolverine. I like Wolverine. You back horse. Wolverine then, you please. Back, uh, yeah, you back us, please. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to bet Dynastic now. Yes. <laughs> you yeah. know what to do. <laughs> yeah. I and know and stay off Cinerama. <laughs> I'm going to go on Cinerama too. <laughs> Boys. Oh, man, I feel, I feel. Uh, it's, it is right, hey. That's what I do. I stop no. horses from running. Let's get the I curse. stop the tissue. Let's Didn't l- even get out of the gate. <laughs> 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 Let's lift the curse uh, today, Highborn. You you just pay us something small okay. on Highborn, and we'll 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 remedy the curse, mate. <laughs> so Highborn, are you going to follow me? Yeah, I will. On a Wednesday, <laughs> low stakes, low stakes, small 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 stake. We'll um we'll we'll remedy this, and we'll make sure that kind of by time Saturday rolls around, there's no curses for Cinerama or anyone. It's twenty right. minutes to seven. Quizzy Dag is coming up very shortly, so give us a call. 0800-150-811. Phone a friend. Um, just, you know, get stuck in. Kempi's got the questions here. He's drawing up his clues now. I can see him percolating over there. <laughs> 19 minutes away from 7 o'clock. Quizzy Dag after this. It's Quizzy Dag. A quiz for the ages to prove yourself. The quiz master, the is master, stay with me. Oh, this might be an absolute disaster. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, if you think you got what it takes, give us a call on 0800 150 811. <laughs> you want to get someone paid? $50 TAB bonus bet, and maybe Charlie. Hey, Louie. Highborn into Wolverine, a good multi this week. Cheers. That is from Charlie. He's actually put Dynastic, but we'll say Wolverine, eh, Charlie? Follow me, mate. Follow me. Cinerama. Yes, let's get paid. Anyway, Tim, you're up first. You're opening up the bat, mate. You've got phone a friend with Uncle Kempe. Morning, Tim. How we doing? Good. Good to meet you. are opening the bat, mate, so we'll get right into it. Here we go. Question number one. Who did the Blues beat in their Super Rugby All Picky debut yesterday? The Muppeters. Five. Kia Well done. Question number two. Where is Cam Smith placed in the World Golf Rankings after his players' open win yesterday? 
five. Oh, four, I think I'm going to have to three, find a friend on that one. Favourite number. Two, <laughs> six. <laughs> Good man. Good man. Shows they're listening, Rizzy. Shows they're listening. Oh, they are listening. They are listening. But Tim's answered that five times because it's been six. <laughs> Kids, <laughs> timing, timing's not impeccable right there. But anyway, nah, no, no, Christian. <laughs> I always blame kids. They love you, kids, mate. You're an <laughs> Question number three. David Litty is one of the first Kiwis named to go to the 2022 Commonwealth Games in Birmingham. What sport does he compete in? Weightlifting. Snatch. A big man. Well done. Question number four, Tim. No more phone a friend. You're on your own, mate. Karim Benzema, Benzema became the highest scoring French football player in history this week as he scored his 412th goal of his career. Who did he overtake? Five. Um, four. Zidane. Three. Two, one. No, it is not Zidane. Zinedine Zidane is not the answer. Sorry, Timmy. Have a good day, mate. We're going to go to Brett and Huntley. He's first drop. He'll be happy. <laughs> Brett, Cuzzy. <laughs> That's good for a change. Have you got the yeah. T-bone, Brett? <laughs> Brett, have you got the T-bone, mate? Big T-bone. I haven't seen him for a while. Used to see him all the time down there. There you are. He's still sporting that. He's, you reckon he should bring back the T-bone, the mullet? Well, I used to see him. He was coaching his daughters playing soccer, and um, I felt sorry for them. They were teenage girls, and the balls didn't come out of the bag for a long time. They just ran. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get him on. We'll get him on one day, mate. We'll ask him all about that. <laughs> and he's all just right, Brie, Here we That's go. It, bro. That's it. <laughs> All right, Brett, here we go. Question number four. Karim Benzema became the highest scoring French football player in history this week as he scored 412 goal of his career. Who did he overtake? I only know one French player, Thierry Henry. (laughs) Wow, he's the one. He's the one. Okay, get this one. Get this one, bud. It's all yours. Who has the record? For the most wickets in IPL history. Five. Four, Smell my finger. Three. <laughs> oh, last hit. Two. Start up for Kempi. 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 Kip. Oh, come on, Dagger. Kip! <laughs> <laughs> come on, Dagger. All right, Uncle. He's, he's, he's heading out the front door. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You know what, Brett? Yeah, you're right, mate. I got my good pants on today. Well done, Brett. <laughs> come on, Dagger. Always, that's what I always get to. Come on, Dagger. Don't be like that. <laughs> Love it. Don't be like that. Well done. <laughs> good on you, Brett. Good on you, Brett. Smell my finger. That's gross as well, isn't it? That's, that's out of all the clues you can come up with. He has, he has scored a lot, a lot. Well, I've got something for you, Louis. In my day, with Matua Kempe. <laughs> <laughs> Smell my finger back in my day. This is a true story. Apparently there's a story 
when uh, we played a test match in '89 down in Rotorua, and the boys went out. They went, out, you know, the, I think it was called rooftops, the nightclub back in those days, back in the old, the old. Um, you head down to the lake there, and there's that big old building. It's called Rooftops and Nightclub, and we're on one side of the nightclub, and the Aussies on the other side of the nightclub. This is you know a couple of days before the test match. Um, apart from putting Sam back on a taxi cab, me and Davey Watson to get him home. Um, apparently they shaved off um, Mal Meninga's, Mal Mafinga's eyebrows. <laughs> True story. Shaved, shaved them off. But when he showed up to breakfast in the morning, mate, eyebrows were back. Seriously, have you have you seen his eyebrows? <laughs> the boys reckon they took the boys reckon they took them off and then came down to breakfast the next morning they were back. No. <laughs> true, true story. <laughs> wow. In my day with Matsua Kempi. <laughs> That's the first edition of In My Day with Matsua Kempi. He's always got a yarn, doesn't he? Seven away from seven back after this. Coming up to 7am, Sam Pinfold, Cam Smith's caddy. Hey, there's a conversation we need to have about the pantheon of Cam Smith's. I mean, how close is he going to going past the league one? We'll have to get Kempi's thoughts on that in the next hour as well. We'll catch up with Sam shortly. Here's a bit of breaking, well, Stuff Understands. So stuff.co.nz, fair play to them. It's Henry Cook, I believe, who's a pretty sharp political uh, reporter. The government is going to bring its opening date for tourists fall to, uh, to April. So this will see tourists from Australia and other visa waiver countries like the UK or the United States be able to come into New Zealand without going through managed isolation. Mm-hmm. So the tourism industry has been crying out for this. The wider opening to the rest of the world, so to other countries, not the uh, visa waiver nations, will be li- likely be brought forwards as well from October, so closer to the middle of the year. Um, tourists have been barred from entering New Zealand, as you as you know, from our first lockdown. So Stuart Nash, the tourism minister, is set to make an announcement this morning. So you will get that exact date, early April. Now, mm. you, you might wonder why I'm telling you this. Well, two reasons. I support the tourism industry. I saw down in Harston around the South Island and Queenstown how dead it was, and it was quite disturbing. The second thing is, this means that we will have sports teams from around the world coming into New Zealand not having to isolate. So the rugby championship, um, maybe the NRL, the NRL, different different people from you know I don't know who our mid mid winter tests are meant to be with Daggy, but you know if it's a Northern Hemisphere team, they'll be able to come in, and it's great news. Mm. It's long overdue. Sports will be rejoicing. Yes, I can't wait, mate. Great, great news. Great little update there from Louis Herman. What appreciate that, mate. And I've just been over in Mass. Uh, Melbourne and Sydney and things are normal. Things are back to normal over there and the world is operating and I think New Zealand it's time that we stand up and get a part of the party. Coming up we're going to have a wee chat to Sam Pinfold. Here's the caddy of Cam Smith. Can't wait for that. Craving him at Cafe about now. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand. Try New Vic's First Defence Nasal Spray. Now $11.99 at Chemist Warehouse. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ.
Good morning. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. It's Wednesday, the 16th of March. We're up and about here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Baz is heading over to the IPL, and we hope to get a wee update on our good man, our good skip, very, very shortly. But right now, we've got Tony Kemp and Louis Herman. What in the house? Holding down the fort with ease at the moment. Good work, lads. Uh, coming up in this next hour, we've got a good hour for you. We're going to talk about Super Rugby Old Picky. Well, that was uh, happening all up and about yesterday afternoon as the Blues comfortably beating the South Island Matatu, uh, 21-10, and the Hurricanes up going down against the Chiefs Manawa, 29-8. We're going to have a chat to Joanna Nangwu, and she is uh, part, of, well, part of the Hurricanes Power outfit, and have we chat to her later on and then our Razine Cricket catch-up? <coughs> We've got Amy Southwaite. Um, they've got, um, heading, they are in must-win must territory. Three matches left. They are two wins, two losses. They're up against the undefeated South Africa tomorrow, so looking forward to that. But right now, whew, I'm up and about. I'm excited for this. It's time for our Wednesday McCafe Coffee catch-up. It's often been referred, referred to as a fifth major the truest test for PGA Tour players where they stack themselves against each other at one of the most uncompromising but beautiful courses in America. The Players' Championship is for the best of the best and it's coming back down under thanks to the ice running in Cam Smith's veins. Clutch was that. Clutch, dead set, up and down for five, 66 for Smith. Man, if I was standing over that, I'm, I'm, I'm chipping in for five bucks against my fellow mates, and I'm duffing that 100%. After some wild weather, some wild shot making, and some emotional scenes, it was Cam Smith named the player's champ and taking home the biggest first prize purse in golf, 3.6 milliracks USD. He wasn't alone out there, though. The other good-looking bloke in a pink shirt with a slightly less hair <laughs> charging around with Cam over the week. He's one of us, Sam Pinfold, the hard-case Kiwi caddy from Carpety Coast. Loves a punt, and he's back the right goal for being on Cam's bag, and he's with us now. How are you, Sam, mate? Thanks for joining us. Uh, thanks for having me, mate. Um, bit, bit gusty, bit of a big night last night. But, um, pretty well-deserved. So we, we, we really enjoyed it. Oh, well deserved for sure. Tell us about the night, mate. Tell us about the celebrations. We uh, was we both up and about enjoying the night, eh? Yeah, he gets whisked, uh, he gets whisked away for about sort of an hour and a half, two hours doing all the media and presentation and stuff like that. So we had about ten or twelve of us with his family and a few of the lads uh, in the clubhouse there at Sawgrass, and we're having a few beers and uh, champagne, and then uh, they actually served us dinner in there, which was nice. And then we uh, went on back to his house, which was about five minutes down the road. And we kicked on there till pretty late around the fire and um, during a fair few beers, so it was a good time. You went back to the house. That ain't no house, mate. That's a castle on a moat. <laughs> it was unreal. <laughs> Holy hecka. Yeah. Tell you that. He'll be upgrading now after that wee pay packet, mate. But tell us about that day. Tell us about the whole day. It was, uh, she was a bit of a roller coaster, mate. He really made you work for you for every single dollar that you've made. Uh, tell us about the, the day, the conversations that you kind of had to have. Um, throughout the, throughout the morning and afternoon. 
Um, yeah, it was obviously a really difficult week with all the weather delays and stopping and starting, restarting. Mm-hmm. We restarted those last two days at uh, 8 o'clock in the morning and had to play, you know, five or six, seven. I don't know, played a few miles in that, but eight holes just in the morning. And, um, and then had to, about a two-hour break and then kicked off again. And then um, we just, I mean, it's playing well all week. It's really struggling off the tee. He's been struggling for the last couple of months off the tee. But um, the rest of his game, once we get in the fairway, he was pretty much unbeatable and sort of got a few... Um, Got a few putts in there early and made a good start and sort of really got the momentum going. Yeah. And um, then obviously wobbled a bit there late in the front nine with three bogeys in a row. But I mean, once you hit that shot into 10, um, I sort of gave him a little bit of a G up and sort of, you know, he said, We're not losing this from here. You know, let's, let's just really kick on and sort of um, some, some, use some other words in there as well. But um, <laughs> and then just kept going from there. And I mean, the putter was, 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 was on fire. So it was just a man of getting in birdie putts. So that's what we just kept talking about, was just, just trying to get a birdie putt on every hole, get the putter in the hand. And that was sort of the key motto of the, of the day, to get, get the putter in the hands as quick as possible. So, um, but yeah, she's pretty interesting there late. Um, it's not really, I mean, it's the kind of course, if you have five in front or one in front, uh, you, I mean, you just play those, those holes the, uh, the same way. Because, I mean, you can make a six, seven or an eight on those last three holes pretty quickly. And, I mean, that's all, it was always in play. So, it's just, uh, you ne- you're never safe until we're in the clubhouse. And, obviously, when uh, Arnabar missed that chip, we were home. But we made it a bit uh, a bit closer to comfort than we would have liked. But, um, no. Very enjoyable afternoon once we uh, once it was ours, but uh, pretty nervous last couple of hours. Hey Sam, you, mm. if you gave him a tune up on ten, what did you say to him when it went in the water with a couple of holes to play? Um, on, on the last hole, yeah, um, he was uh, yeah. He, he, I mean, he, we were actually trying to chip out about a hundred, um, about a about sort of about hundred meters out, so sort of leave it about sort of sixty meters short of the green. It just came out real quick out of that pine straw. And he was actually, when we first got down there, he was eyeing up, um, going for the green and two. And I said, no, 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 mate, we're going to sit this right there. We're going to sit this right That's the kind of kid he is. He never asked me once of how far in front we were or anything like that. And he was like, I can get down. I was like, mate, we're going to ship it right by that divot. And he was actually pretty, um, <laughs> some of pretty choice words. When it went in the water, he said, that's what we did. That's what we get for being a, no, I'll, leave the, I'll leave the other word to you, but, um, he was uh, he was pretty fired up, but I sort of you know told him to slow down and you know let's get back and you know let's just you know we're still we're still okay we're still alright so and that the, the next shot he hit just sort of sums up Sam Smith you know just to, to follow it up with a shot oh. like that's pretty impressive so uh, that yeah. was yeah he, he's not driving yeah mate. how much does he listen to you mate how much does he listen to you out there like oh, yeah, yeah. he obviously yeah, yeah but he does. He, he does his own stuff um, pretty much on the greens. I've, I've probably only read two putts all week, so it probably shows why he's the, uh, he's the best putter out there. I would have nothing to do with it. But um, <laughs> he's, uh, he's, 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 he's probably the best in the world, and he's a bit of a genius inside 100 metres. So he's, you know, I would say he's the best in the world inside 100 metres with the wedges and the putter. Um, and when the putter gets high like that, I mean, he's, he's going to make a lot of birdies. So. He's, um, I leave I leave him alone. We just sort of give him a number inside um, inside that bar. He's, he's a real artist with those wedges and the way he spins it and flights it and controls it. So it's pretty impressive to watch. Oh, it is. It is, mate. Tell us about hole seventeen, mate. Um, tell us where he was exactly trying to aim. Be and honest, he one right over the flag. Let us know honestly. What was the call um, before the shot? Yeah. Uh, well, we had, a, we had a pretty good number. It was 125 metres to the hole, so it was like sort of about 120 to cover over that bunker. And there's a little bit in, mainly off the right with the wind. And so we, sort of, we decided on like 130 metre nine iron, uh, which is probably about sort of 14 metres off, 15 metres off a full nine iron. So it's sort of this little sort of half swing. 
and we were aiming. He was trying to get it down the bottom of the slope. So sort of there's a slope on the right there that uh, feeds down to the pen. The, the, the target was pretty much over the left edge of the bunker. So he pushed it about probably three or four meters. But I mean, it was pretty nervy when it was in the air. But I mean, it was never right of the wall. So I kind of knew as long as you know, I mean, he struck it well. So I kind of thought if our numbers are right here, we're going to be right. But it's uh, it's a bit of a nervous few seconds there when the ball's hanging out over that water. So it's, uh, it's certainly nice to get on oh. land. Just don't make birdies get better. Oh, and Penners, that's that's unreal. When you say um, when you're n- hoping our numbers are right, like you, <laughs> you, you just you guys are so calm out there. But is there ever a moment uh. you doubt yourself and you go, "Geez, I hope I, oh, I hope I've given them the right club, or I hope I've got my numbers right." Like when you when you're going down the stretch, is there any room for that sort of self doubt? Um, not really. No, I mean, and he like Jenny likes to go quite quickly, so I've got to be sort of on the ball with the numbers, and doesn't like to. Like a lot of guys will take extra time when they sort of get under the pump like that. He's one to not necessarily speed up, but he just likes to be real quick and, you know, all right, 125 metres, where's the wind? And off the right, all right, 130 shot, yep, go. And just sort of, he, he, and he commits to it really well that way. So, that, I mean, and that's, we've had a couple of downfalls in the past, being pretty aggressive, but, um, I mean, he just likes to play that way and sort of show with, you know, pulling driver on the 18th tee when he'd been driving it horrible. And we've hit, hit it in the water there on the first yeah. round. And then he just pulls driver straight out. And so, I mean, I mean, if he if he asked a question and said, you know, how are we? What are we studying? I might have sort of maybe tried to talk him into the seven wood or three wood just down there. But I mean, he just straight away pulled driver and said, you like, you like it? He says, love it. And just pulled it. So, I mean, you can't pull a guy off. Or that, or that, that aggressive. So, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot of fun to work with. It's a lot of fun to work with. So, uh, and we've had a couple of downfalls in the past. But I mean, he plays very aggressive because he just backs himself and he backs himself with the putter and the and the short game. So but if you do get in trouble, that it sounds like you, you do have some fun. I've got a couple of couple, a sort of double-ended question for you. Um, being a good Kiwi bloke that you are, like, what what's the haircut called? What what have you named the haircut? And the second question for that, like, what car are you eyeing up with that paycheck? Oh, mate, um, the, I mean, he just loves that mullet. <laughs> like, JG started growing that in COVID, when COVID originally hit, and it's, I don't think it's going anywhere soon. Um, he was actually a bit upset. He, he washed it on uh, Sunday night. He was getting his hair on Monday morning. It was blowing in the wind. Um, so I think that could be the only way it comes off once it starts getting annoying for him. But it's just, I mean, I always laugh when he takes the hat off during the round because it's so matted down by the hat. I mean, it's a pure mullet when he pulls the hat off. Um, but um, so now we have a bit of fun there. And as for... I know he's probably eyeing up another car, but um, I'll probably maybe eye up another racehorse instead of a car, but we'll see how we go. Good, man. Yes. You want me to throw you into one? <laughs> no, no, I'll, I'll, I'll have a look around see what we got. <laughs> You, you love it. You, you love it, eh? Just like just so to give people the the um, the full Sam Pinfold experience, and oh, and you will not be surprised. I bet you've seen them come through. Some of the loosest multis coming up, floating up from the Carpety Coast on the West Coast, just like two two three leg Greyhound Trotter Cam Smith to win the players. Some of these tickets are just off their heads, pinners, uh, as you will be fully aware. But you love your racing, and you, you don't mind a punt, eh? No, I don't. I love it. I, actually, um, I still follow the race a lot. It's since it's Friday nights over here. The first race in New Zealand kicks off about probably 8 o'clock Florida time. So generally set up to sort of to 2, 3 in the morning, watch all the races on a, on a Friday night. Um, and I know exactly the uh, the bloke that was putting those multis on with Cam Smith and down there in the Capitol Coast. I know exactly who that is. So I've been having a few messages with him, having a bit of a laugh. <laughs> oh, Louis sent me a photo of it. I couldn't believe it. The dog's one thing, mate. Your money's gone in about half a second. I can't stand them. But anyway, good on him. He got paid and he picked it. 
Um, what, what next for you guys, mate? What do you got coming up? I know Cam's family's over there, so it's good for him to be a, see his family. I can see how emotional he was seeing his mum and his sister. Um, but, yeah, what's coming up for you, lads, in the next couple of weeks? Uh, we've got a week off this week, and then we're heading to the uh, World Match Play at uh, Austin, Texas next week. Um, and then we have another week off, and then we go to Augusta for the Masters. Um, and oh. from the Masters, we go straight to Hilton Head for an event there, and then we go to New Orleans for the team event, which we uh, which we won last year with Mark Leishman. So we're teaming up with him again. Um, and then we've got about three weeks off after that. So um, eyeing up maybe the Kentucky Derby in those three weeks, if we can make it work. So there we go. <laughs> hey, <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Go buy yourself a Kentucky Kentucky Derby contender. I mean, look, obviously, you, you, oh. you, we don't have to talk about it, but you would have seen all the um, people doing all the calculations into NZD. You mate, you're on the front page of stuff yesterday. Who would have thought? Oh, yeah, my sister sent me that. I'm not, sure, not too sure how I feel about that, but you're right. A bit of, bit of a laugh, I guess. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was, a, it was a nice paycheck. Mate, what's it what's it like uh, being a caddy over there on on the big stage? Um, are, is everyone quite nice? Are the other golfers? I know Cam. I was, um, Louis sent me that tweet where he invited all about thirty caddies over to his house. Uh, so he's obviously a champion bloke. But what's it like being a caddy and being surrounded by all these global superstars? Uh, it's a lot of fun, mate. We've got a pretty good group of guys. I mean, I was just going to mention that about Cam inviting thirty of us caddies to his place for beers and pizza last night. That sort of sums up the type of bloke he is. Um, he, he loves it. Um, so, he, I mean, he, they get all the fancy clubhouses and stuff, and he's often eating with, well, he calls us the rats. So he always, always eats with the rats, he calls us, and eating with the caddies. But um, <laughs> there's a bunch of personalities. There's um, guys from, you know, all over the world, but we've got a lot of good mates from sort of Australia, South Africa, and Europe. We sort of tend to stick together pretty strongly and um, all enjoy a bit of a beer after hours and uh, travel around together. So, no, it's a, it's a good camaraderie. And, um, I mean, most of the players are pretty good guys too. So it's um, a, lot, a lot of fun out there. And, I mean, working for a guy like Cam makes it even better. So, I mean, we have a great time. You know, win, lose, or draw, we tend to have a pretty good time out there. So, it's, it makes it makes a lot of fun. Mean. Awesome, mate. Oh, we appreciate you coming on on the show, Baz and Izzy, for breakfast. Well done. Congratulations. And uh, all the best for Augusta, mate. Are you going to get a, a – uh, am I right? Are you going to get a shot there? Because the caddy gets a shot and play the par threes, doesn't he? Uh, they generally, like the caddies, generally try and skip it across that pond on 16 on one of the days. So, um, I <laughs> – Never had a go at it before, so uh, we'll maybe see how we go. Cam normally does it, but he always tried to talk me into it. But uh, it's not the easiest to swing with those overalls on after carrying bags 16 holes. But I mean, we'll see how we go. Uh, <laughs> they, had a, they had a caddy come to the sawgrass this week. So, yeah. How'd you go? Yeah, I hit the green, but didn't win. The closest was three feet, so it's a pretty Ooh. good uh, pretty good golfers make the caddies. Mine spun, mine spun down the front from about 35 feet, I think it was. So. Um, it was a nice little sum that he made. So the players will put in money and then the tour matches it for charity. So I think he cleared about 16 grand for winning that. So it's a nice little bonus. Beautiful. How good. How, we appreciate you, Sam Poonfall, mate. Congratulations to you and Cam Smith winning the Players' Championship. And uh, hopefully we can get you home soon, mate, and celebrate and uh, have a few punt on, on the GGs. Appreciate it. Sounds good. Sounds good to me, mate. Thanks very much. See you, Pinners. What a legend. There we go. Kimpy. Wow. How good is that? Mate, what a good bloke. Like, just Ripper. A, he can come and caddy for me. I would actually come <laughs> back and play golf if he wants to caddy for me. <laughs> like, he lo- he's got everything. He loves punting. That's yeah, the first thing. He loves it. He loves, giving, he loves giving stick. I love that. I love that. Oh, imagine, mm-hmm. imagine what he said to him on 10, you know. I mean, imagine what he said, I'm going for it in twos. Hey, <laughs> cut it out, mate. You know, just put your hat back on, and he's just and he's just a dead set good bloke. He come and show him, mate. So I'm a bit dusty. 
Of course you are. Of course you are after putting five five clickers in your pocket. Kiz said that um Kiz said that he just had just cracked his first beer for the day today as he answered the phone. So they are <laughs> two PM Florida time and they are back into work. Oh, what about that call, Cam Smith? You know, like eighteen. He's up by two. You usually, you know, you pull you pull out an iron. You pull out an iron. You just lay up. You know, and he's just like picks up his driver. He's been spraying the driver all week. Picks up his driver. Oh, is that the club? He goes, yeah, yeah. This is the club. Just walks up. What kind of bloke is that? You know, Pinners would have been sitting back there with his head down, going. This could make me 500k, or this could lose me 400. Mm. Oh, come on, mate. But you know, you know what come it is, and, and like he would be the first one to say this. It's not like, yeah, obviously that's a, it's a pretty big, it's a life changing amount of money for most people. But yeah. that's not like you can't have that mentality when they're out there. They're just doing the right play at the right time. Their identity is aggressive golf. And it's trust in each other, 100%. and it's don't overthink it. So if you start getting in your head about the sum of money there, they never wouldn't have even come into the equation. So funny, though, nah. that Cam actually thought he was going to be able to go from the green where he hit it into the pine straw. And he's like, nah, mate, you'll <laughs> just get it on the fairway. And he's put it in the water, and then they're up and down. The word that was, was, that was slick. The word that Sam used? Genius in 100 feet. And yeah. it, it, mm. the way he flights it and spins it, Daggy, you play a lot of golf, it, it is genius. Ooh. It is genius, mate. I wish I... Mate, when you get a little bit of rip, but you don't even know how to do it, you're just like, wow, that was awesome. Like, they know what they're doing. His ability to have that little circle, put it there, and just pull it back to about half a foot and put it in for a bogey to win by one. Genius, mate. Absolutely good. I love that conversation. You know that I love my golf. And, well, after this, I'm going to go find my inner Cam Smith, if I'm about 300 from the green, driver off the deck all day, mate. We're not here to muck around lay up. I'm going for the hole every single time, and that is my golf. I'm going to come and find my Cam Smith later on. Well done, Sam Pimfold, absolute champion. We're going to come back and talk some Warriors very, very shortly, but well done, Louis, for getting that one. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Thanks to the Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Couple of minutes away from the news with Aroha. We're gonna have a wee change of pace right now. Well, yesterday we spoke to Richie Blackmore, uh, the ex Warriors centre, and he was awesome. Came on and he spoke about the Warriors, their identity, their flair has been coached out of them, and it got me thinking. And I know we were trying to uh, cover it yesterday um, before we got off, but we're gonna have a wee chat about it now, Kempi. The Warriors flair. How do we get it back, and how do they go about it? Uh, finding uh, what their identity, because I know we spoke about you say, uh, and I had a wee conversation, had a wee thought about it as well, and I think of the days when we had some glory and some some um, Pacific flair and ability to just play whatever we saw was when we had grinders, absolute grinders in the middle of the park that eat that eat the meters up, tackle all day, do the hard yards to allow our our brothers, our Pacific Island brothers, or our people with a bit of flair to unleash them and offload. Do you feel that's what we're kind of missing? Someone, a hard grafter in the middle, like a, like a Michael, uh, Steve Price or, 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 you know, Kevin Campion or, or Michael Luck? Is, is that what you think the Warriors are missing at the moment? Or what do you think? How do we get the flair back, Kempi? Yeah, it's a, look, it, geez, to replace it with a Campo or, or a, luck, a Lucky is, is really tough to, you know, to find them type of players yeah. around. They've tried to... Try to sort it with uh, signing signing Dylan Walker f- um, from Manly for next year. Um, so maybe he can come in. I I don't see him as that tough Kevin Campion or Michael Luck, but 
Um, that's my mm. opinion. I, I think with the flair thing is it's more around trusting those players that are around you. You know, we, when we came back, um, me and Ando took the took the boys to the the finals and the, and the final eventually, um, and we had like Campo in the middle of the park running the middle with Monty and Ivan Cleary at the mm. back running the team um, from the back. You know, before we introduced Brent Webb. We basically got the boys super fit and then just got them to understand around you know decision-making and, and allowing them to express themselves. And when you had people like Ali, Clinton Tupi, Francis Malley, Henry mm. Fafili, you know, um, players that could you give them a ball and just say, look, play football, you sort of put the other team in two minds and that's what's missing at the mm. moment. You know, when you look through the Warriors team, let's, say, let's have a look at the Warriors team this week. They take Cody out and they drop him. But the other person they take out and drop is uh, Martin, um, is Ben Murdoch Masala. You know what I mean? I, I actually mm. think you're better to start him in the back row on one of the edges. You know, they've got Euron Aiken. They're having problems in the centre, so they've put a whole new centre pairing back in there in, in Adam Pompey and um, Jesse Arthurs. And everyone knows that Adam Pompey came back and they talked about it, that, that Adam Pompey came back 10Ks overweight. Like, he didn't even look after himself in the off-season. So he's going to be short mm. of a run. Um, but you've got a you've got a ready made centre there in Euron Aikens, and you've got Ben uh, Murdoch Masala that puts teams' defensive lines in, in two minds, or even even uh, Pene, the boy that they signed from Melbourne. So I don't really understand his makeup because I think you can pick a better team than he's picked to play this week by putting Cody on fourteen on the bench and taking off Jess. Mm. I think he's a fourteen. I think he comes on and offers a thread out of dummy half, or he can cover your halves. Um, if you if you know, just Tavag is just the middle player, mate. You've got a hundred of them. Bunty or four can go and do that job. You know what I mean? And then mm. I think put you and Aiken back out in the centres. You know what I mean? You're, you're struggling in the centres. You've got these young centres. Like Jesse Arthur's coming back into the side, mate. You, I'm I'm sitting there like Richie. Like I play with some really really good centres. When I had them next to me, I knew the other team were packing themselves. When Kevin Ed or, or Richie Blackmore standing outside me, mate, my job was just to give them the ball. And follow him, mm. you know. They if if I'm if I'm the five eight in the warrior side, looking at the guys outside me, man, I've got to give you the ball when you're in a hole, you know. You're mm. not going to create something for me. So, right, I just, yeah. you know, you can add Matt Lodge to your side. You got your bunty of fires. They're the grafters. You're dead right, but you need strike, mate. Like you're saying, you need that tr- to trust that you can actually get blokes to go out there and win you a game. And I and I, mate, for the life of me, I can't see it. Yeah, oh, look, honestly, you touched it and you nailed it on the head right there with create. At the moment, I don't think they can create as much as, as they used to, and that just goes down to them being too structured. I know structure is very, very important. Don't get me wrong. You need structure in every single uh, team to bring you back to, to create that um, unstructured kind of style. But for me, I want to see the Warriors throw some razzle-dazzle out there. Anyway, we're going to shoot off, and we're going to come back shortly with Louis self-assured teaser. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. He's a proven horse with runs on the board. Self-assured, Mark, he says go. He went bang at the 100. Self-assured, the son of Benner's delight gets away from the fixer in triple eight. And self-assured for the 2019 Auckland Cup. And he's done it very comfortably. Auckland Cups. New Zealand Cups. Self-assured, moved up to Spankin. A confident soul and not a fear in the world. Self-assured's won the Cup. The big dance is still to come. The race with SENZ and our self-assured. 
26 minutes away from 8 o'clock on SCNZ, the race. The big boy, self-assured, in the hands of Mark Purden, the greatest of them all. Text now, double eight double three. the race, your name and where you are around Aotearoa, and we will put one of you on the team to take to Cambridge Raceway on Easter Thursday, and if Self-Assure wins, $2,000. It's not quite the full 500 rack Sam Pinfold took, but $2,000 is a lot of money, and you will have it as well as the thrill of watching Self-Assured win the race. Fantastic initiative by Cambridge Raceway. It's the first slot race we've had in New Zealand. Harness racing is going crazy. Here are the slot holders. I'll give you an update. The Aussie Lad slot, we've got Krug running. In the Barrett Holmes slot, we've got Stylish Memphis. Great pick there. In the Cullen Breeded Limited slot, Mac Dan coming across and will get a good draw. This is excellent. Dunstan Horse Feeds. David Smith was quick to secure Pembroke Playboy. The slot holder hole in the wall gang. They've got Spellbound. Spellbound, I like that. Hot and Treacherous will be representing Honey Bros. And Hydra Flow, P.I. and, and uh, Glenis uh, Kennard will still have to choose theirs. S.E.N.Z. Well, you know who we've got. The big boy. Self-assured. Text now, double eight double three. your name. Your name, the race and where you are around New Zealand, you'll go in the draw. We'll choose somebody before the end of the show to join us. And Izzy, self-assured races this weekend. Tomorrow we've got our pacing for purpose. I just mm. think we probably should just take self-assured because he's just going to win this weekend. <laughs> Do you want me to get on self-assured? Are you, Mate, sure? you can even. Are you assured of that? Self-assured <laughs> can even carry you. Get in the jump in the jump in the harness with Mark Purden, and he will beat South Coast mm. Arden this weekend. Pacing for purpose tomorrow. We'll have a look at the fields, but for you right now, text the race, your name, mm. and where you are around New Zealand. We want you to be on board with us. Uh, we've got so much more coming up coming up in the show. We're going to talk Super Rugby Aupiki. We're going to talk to Debbie from Property Apprentice. Um, we're going to catch up with Amy Satterthwaite from the White Ferns as well for our Zen Cricket Catch-Up. There's heaps to come. Right now, your focus needs to be texting the race to double eight double three. We've also got some great conversation about the rugby league going on here. Brian's texting on double eight double three. We'll get to that right now. Hi, guys. Kempi has changed horses. Last week, he had Warriors winning first three games, lost first and sound. <laughs> Sounds like lose second. It's going to be a good year for our Warriors. Not Jez Brian. Wow. Yeah, good on you, Brian. <laughs> good on you, mate. Get on, get on, get on the fence, mate. Just sit up there and just just support your team. Support your team. It's easy. Like I said yesterday, you can't you can't win, fellas. You know. Don't. I, look, Brian, you did right. They'll probably lose again this week, but. I'm going to back them. I'm going to keep the face. Hashtag it's our year. A <laughs> 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 Mate, I, I try to say hashtag it's our year to you last week. You laughed at me. Oh, Mate. I, I just, I really want to see the support out there. I really want to see the support. Mm. Bulldog dag, eh? Okay. Bulldog dag. Hey, good game too, Rizzy, this Boy, week. Boy, they're making the top eight. I told you, don't laugh at me. Matty John's eating his hat. Hey, Johnsy, where you at now, mate? Mate, the two, hey. the two wooden spooners, the Bulldogs Six and four, the Bronx, mate. they play this week, so that's going to be a good four. what a hell of a scoreline over the Queensland Cowboys, eh? Bulldogs. Told you, boys. Stay true. Man, you're getting too full of yourselves. Come see the Daggy Master, the League Master. I'll lead you in. I'll give you Warriors lose this week. I'll tell you that. That is my tip of the week. 
They'll probably win now because I can't even pick a horse. But anyway, that's enough chat for me. Self-assured text machine is flying. Keep those texts coming in. The race, your name and where you're from, and you could be a part of the team because Self-Assured is going to win the slot race. Coming up, we're going to talk some Super Rugby old picky. Louis, have we chat to Joanna Nangwu, and she's part of the Hurricanes Paula. They lost yesterday, but scoreline doesn't reflect that, that score. They lost 29-8, um, but they played extremely well. They gave themselves a lot of chances. Um, they weren't able to execute. They were up against the high-flying Chiefs Manawa, who are probably going to win this competition in Super Rugby. They are stacked side, so uh, we'll have a wee chat to her. You got, you get this too. She's got a, a master's degree as well, as though Joanna, so she's a very, very smart cookie. Looking forward to that chat. Um, keep your texts coming through on the Tempura Beck text machine, double eight double three, or call us anytime on the Kinatai phone line, 0800-150-811. We'll be back shortly. Yes, Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SNZ. We're 17 away from 8 here on Baz and Izzy. And, well, we're going to talk about some super rugby old picky because yesterday we had a double header. The Blues taking on Master 2 in the night game with the Blues getting up. And the earlier game was the Hurricanes taking on the Chiefs Manua. Going down 29-8 was the Hurricanes Poa. After a disrupted and delayed start to the competition for the Hurricanes Poa, in the Super Rugby Old Picky, they weren't able to match it with the fit and firing Chiefs Manoa yesterday despite fighting hard. The Chiefs side managed to notch up two yellow cards fast but rallied to pull away 29-8. It wasn't for lack of energy by the Hurricanes though, who will be much better for their first taste of Super Rugby Old Picky. Joanna Nangwu was uh, in the thick of it and will now go down as the Hurricanes Polar's first try scorer ever which is pretty bloody cool. And uh, she is on the line right now after a solid match yesterday evening. Good morning, Joanna. Morena. Morena, morena. How did it feel to put on the Super Rugby uh, Hurricanes jersey for the first time? It's been a long time coming, a lot of delays, but how was that moment? Yeah, uh, it was absolutely unreal um, putting on the first Hurricanes jersey and being out there um, yesterday um so so much appreciation for everything that was done in the background for the hurricanes club and with our management to get us to that point but yeah it was mm. such an amazing experience how was how hard was the lead up i know you had a lot of uh difficulties with uh COVID and that is our new normal but for you and the girls how were you able to stay motivated connected and and how did the leaders lead from the front yeah, it was super hard. Um, the lead-up, we we had minimal time on field, minimal time together as a team, lots of camps cancelled due to COVID. Mm. Um, personally, coming back from COVID, I just joined the bubble um, last week. Uh, so, yeah, that mm. was pretty hard coming in um, hot as well. But, yeah, super proud of the girls of um, what we were able to achieve out there, and it just shows how ready the the women's gamers for this, um, considering the amount of time we had together, imagine what mm. what we could do with more. Yeah, for sure. I totally, totally agree with that. Um, I could see the quality in the game out there yesterday. The scoreline probably didn't reflect um, your, guy, uh, your girls' efforts. I know you put in a lot of effort out there. You made a ton of breaks. You created so many opportunities for yourself. You weren't just able to execute in the end so what what was the coach like uh after the game was was he proud of the, the efforts out there and for you could you notice was there a, an actual step up in in the kind of 
the the game out there from Farah Palm. I know you played a lot of Farah Palm. Could you notice the the step up in in intensity? Yeah, um, yep. Our coach was super happy with us. Super proud of um, what we were able to do on the field yesterday. Um, probably just need to polish up a few things and definitely a step up from. FPC, um, but mm. definitely a step up that we're ready for and um, that you can just see how good each region is and um, the way they can come mm. together and, and put on a show. Hey, Joanna, it's yeah. obviously a shortened season. Do you, do you feel like um, the competition's really taken off and that it's here to stay? Oh, absolutely. It's, it's so here to stay, so taken off. <laughs> and, um, yeah, just... Can't wait to see it grow, and I guess it also gives um, other rugby players a pathway to see that they they could be a hurricane too, or yeah, part of the Chiefs Manawa as well. Um, yeah, so it's awesome. Nice, nice. Well, you're you're a lady of uh, not many words, so we're not going to hold you too long. But before I let you go. I've got my son hassling me right here. Before I let you go, I'm just doing a little bit of uh, study on yourself. And you've studied at university. You've got a master's in international relations. You've got a bachelor of in, in arts and social policy. Are you enjoying doing your study as well? Yeah, so um, I finished finished up studying around maybe 2018. So happy it's all finished now. Um, yeah. And yep, yeah, <laughs> enjoyed it. So what are you going to do? What are you going to do after? Um, probably looking to get into more some foreign policy um, no. pathways, diplomatic pathways. We'll see. <laughs> Next Prime Minister, is he? Awesome. Yeah, there we go. Eh? <laughs> nice, nice. Well, awesome work. Thank you so much for coming on our show. We really, really appreciate it. And uh, no doubt in your next performance, you girls will go one better and, and get the job, start, the job done. Joanna Nangwu, we appreciate you on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Thank you very much. Awesome. Thank you guys so much. No worries. There we go. Joanna, she was up and about a little bit, uh, you know, um, early in the morning for the Hurricanes Guild after coming off a pretty solid performance yesterday. Like the scoreline didn't reflect their performance, but I watched that game and I thought they played extremely well and gave themselves an extremely good chance. So great to get them on the show. And like she said, Super Rugby all picky. It is heading in the right direction. And uh, more time we see them, more time we see the girls on the field, the better the product is going to be. So thank you from the Hurricanes for that conversation. Coming up, we're going to have a wee chat to Debbie from Property Apprentice. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on ECNZ. From 8, before we get to Aroha and the news, we're going to catch up with Debbie from Property Apprentice. Property Apprentice is helping Kiwis create better retirement plans and it's time to catch up with Debbie from Property Apprentice. Debbie, we've got two big announcements expected. What are they going to mean for people buying property? Just waiting for Debbie. She's just caught up on the line there, Izzy. She's, uh, we're, we're getting her through. Hopefully not too long now. Looks like we got Debbie there. Oh, yeah. good. Morning, Debbie. How are you doing? Good morning. I'm good. How are you guys? Yeah, we're flying. We're loving it this morning. <laughs> Daggy, you just you just had a great point, and this goes over way, way over my head because clearly I'm too young to be on the ladder. Um, so <laughs> so you, 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 you better give this one to Debbie. 
No worries. Debbie, we've got two big announcements expected. The government doing a big old handbrake U-turn. What are they going to mean for people buying property in New Zealand? Yeah, we have got two big announcements, haven't we? So our first, the first announcement is a bit of a backtrack on the triple CFA, which is the Credit Contracts and Consumer Finance Act. Um, that was the act, mm. for those of you that might not be aware, that was the act that was amended to track all of the loan sharks. And, um, and stop that irresponsible lending. But the banks got caught in the same safety net. So what, it, what ended up happening with the amendments was that banks weren't able to lend as much as they previously were. And the banks have always been responsible. They've got a responsible lending code in New Zealand. So the issue that we've got at the moment is that the announcement that the government's made that we're going to backtrack on some of those amendments for the banks we don't yet know mm. the details of that, and neither do the banks or any of the mortgage advisors. <laughs> so we know that there's change <laughs> happening. We just don't know quite what that's going to look like. But it is expected that things will get a little bit easier for people who are trying to buy their first home or, or buy their first investment property, for example. other one that we're expecting any time now is an announcement from the Inland Revenue. Uh, clarifying the information for the accountants around the tax deductibility for investment properties. So this is, if you track your mind back to the, what was it, the 25th of March last year when the government first announced that they were removing the tax deductibility of the interest, uh, we're still waiting for clarification around all the details. So that's mm. been a year in the making. You know, these wheels don't move quickly, do they? <laughs> so... <laughs> So that's, that's the next thing. So we're waiting to hear some clarification around that. So one of the things that I wanted to get across this morning was that it's now more important than ever to make sure that you surround yourself with a team of, of professionals who specialise in property investing. You know, If you're looking at buying a home but especially mm. an investment property, get some good financial advice, get help from a good mortgage advisor, who understands how to set up your loans properly, uh, and also, you know, you really need a good accountant on your side as well. So just make sure that the advice that you're getting is independent. You know, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of companies out there at the moment that are selling new builds, for example, and they use mm. all in-house professionals. So just make sure that you are actually getting independent advice, not just advisors that are you know, designed to sell you something in particular that they've got a best of interest in because it might not be the best decision for you. We've seen some absolutely shocking information out there. <laughs> you know, like we've seen, we've had people come to us and say, oh, you know, we've been looking at buying this new build and they said that we'd only need $14 a week to top it up and a quick number crunch. And I'm like, that's going to cost you $280 a week, not $10. And they're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, this is why you need to make sure you've got good advice. So, you know, mm. learn as much as you can about property investment before you start doing it, and that reduces mm. your risk of making a big mistake. Beautiful, beautiful, Debbie. Thank you so much. Debbie from Property Apprentice. Register for free online training session. Text TICKET to 268 or visit propertyapprentice.co.nz. Thank you so much, Debbie. Have a lovely day. Coming up, we're going to talk to Amy Satterthwaite. She is from the uh, White Ferns, and they are taking on South Africa tomorrow in a must-win.
They are must-win territory right now in the Cricket World Cup. Backs against the wall. Two losses, two wins. Looking forward to that chat. We're off to track down some McCafe coffees right now. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand. Find Victor in Parker Rabanne Black XS 100ml for only $89.99 at Chemist Warehouse. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. Good morning, you're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. It is Wednesday the 16th of March and we're into our last hour. Ooh, what an hour we've just had. We spoke to Sam Pinfold and he is the caddy of Can Smith. And honestly, if you've missed that, head over to Baz and Izzy's podcast on the SCNZ app and get everything podcast from our show and you will hear that conversation with Sam Pinner's Pinfolds. He was an absolute champion, and, well, he just kind of explained how cool, calm, and relaxed Cam Smith is. Pulls out his driver on 18, he's up by two, Went spraying, been spraying it all week, his driver's been horrible, and he goes and pulls it out on the 18th, and Sam just sits back, relaxed, and lets him do what he does, and he gets up by one shot. That was one of my favourite interviews while being on SNZ, and you have to have a go, have a listen to that. Coming up, we're going to have a wee chat to Asman Haroon. He is the CEO of Chemist Warehouse, and, well, we're going to do a rat test on air here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. So stay tuned, 8.40th, we're going to have a wee rat, and hopefully we pass. If I go quiet, I'm probably um, positive, and, yeah, I'll just self-isolate out here with no kids and my TV and my work show. So how good's that? I can isolate out here. Woo! Right now, though, but right now, it is time to talk some cricket. That's six more. That's beautifully timed. He absolutely pummeled that. Bears and Izzy are talking cricket. Thanks to Razine, New Zealand's most trusted paint brand for the past 10 years. Yes, it's time to talk cricket. Thanks to Razine, New Zealand's most trusted paint brand of the past 10 years. Win and you're in. You've just got to do a lot of winning from here. That's the reality for the White Ferns as their run home in the pool stage of the Cricket Women's World Cup continues tomorrow against South Africa. A side full of confidence. They are undefeated. One of the linchpins of the Kiwi side for a long time, but especially so far this tournament has been Amy Satterthwaite contributing a lot with both bat and ball. And Amy is on the line this morning. Good morning, Amy. Good morning, Izzy. How are you doing? How are you doing? Obviously, not an ideal match the other the other morning, but we've parked that. We're moving forward, and we're looking forward to South Africa. So, how's the last day, couple of days been? Yeah, look, obviously, pretty disappointed about the, the way the way we played against Australia. I think we'd sort of ta- started the tournament off uh, reasonably well, and um, I think been playing some pretty good cricket over the last sort of six weeks or so. So, yeah, it was a disappointing game, but I think that's the beauty of World Cups in a way as well, is you have to park it pretty quickly regardless of how you go and um, move on and look forward to the next one and we've actually had our first day off yesterday for the whole tournament so that's been nice and I think a a good time in the tournament to sort of recharge and um, look forward to these last three games. Hey Amy it's uh, Kempe here how are you going? 
Good, thanks. How are you? Yeah, yeah, not too bad. Hey, look, really enjoyed watching you um, attack the attack with a bat over the last couple of games. Are you going back into the um, the sheds after the game when you when the other girls aren't performing so badly and having a chat to them and giving them some tips? Oh, I don't think yeah, we're going that far. We've got some pretty pretty experienced players in our shed, so oh, look, I trust that they can turn it around if they've had a bad day. We all have one of those, don't we? Yeah, well, you, well, you, well, you are. Like I was, I thought the other day when um, you were out there just tapping away and going, man, just get to a hundred. I'd love you to get to a hundred. Yeah, you are actually batting well. Is there, is there, what? How are you preparing for the, for each one of the games? Because when you go out there, you're looking really solid. Yeah, it's um, I guess it's a unique part of the World Cup is coming up against a different opposition each game. And um, fortunately, I've been around for a long time now, so I've probably had the joy of playing each opposition at some point in my career. So they're not completely foreign to me. But um, yeah, it's, it's a nice challenge to to have to come up against different players and um, you know, see if you can put your best foot forward. And I think look, the other day, to be honest, we were probably in a bit of trouble pretty early when I got out there. So mm. we're just trying to soak it up for a little while and. Um, sort of got to a bit of an open wicket kind of scenario for a while there, but and so he was, there wasn't a huge amount of pressure in a way in an ironic way because we were you know, in a bit of trouble, but that's just been enjoyable to be able to be out in the middle for a while and contribute where I can. Nice. So what about Bob? How's Bob been in the last couple of days with Sophie, your leaders or your group? Um, what what have, have the messages been? We're in must-win territory. Every game in a World Cup is a must-win, but right now we are two... From two, we've had two losses, two wins, and we're a must-win right now. What, are, what has Bob been saying and, and Sophie and the girls been saying to the group to, uh, going forward into South Africa? Yeah, Bob's been pretty good, actually. He's been pretty pretty calm. Um, he's been out playing a lot of golf, I think, to keep himself <laughs> sane when we're not doing as well as he'd probably like. But um, yeah. outside of that, the messaging's been really positive. Um, I think he recognises that we can't dwell on performances like the other day for too long, and we have to make sure that we're... Moving on and, and ready for the next one, because um, otherwise it'll sort of, I guess, keep yourself down for too long. You're, you're not going to get up for the games that you need to be. So um, yeah, he's been really positive and the same with Sophie. They've been really consistent in their messaging. And um, I guess Sophie would say the other day, she'd say to fuss down the dummy. So um, they, they make sure mm. that we move on pretty quick. But um, yeah, I think we're looking forward to what's going to be a, a stiff challenge tomorrow against South Africa. And um, I'm sure we'll regroup today as a as a unit and um, have a good training session and then look to get back out there tomorrow and put some good cricket on the board. If we're watching that South Africa match, which we all will be because we're all invested into this Cricket World Cup, we're right behind you girls and hopefully you can get the treats at the end. But if we're looking towards the game, what are the areas of improvement that we could potentially look at that you're trying to fix up from your previous matches uh, in the Cricket World Cup? Yeah, I think early on we would have set our bowling, but I think the last couple of games the bowlers have been outstanding. Even against Australia, the first mm. sort of 40-odd overs, they actually bowled extremely well and, and had them under a bit of pressure for a while there. So I think that's been really pleasing. And if we can keep that up um, and put their, their batters under a bit of pressure early and hopefully take some early wickets. And um, I think you know the batting on the whole has been really good as well. Just the last game was obviously a, a little bit of a blip um, in that one, but I think, you know, you know that if South Africa have got a, a quality bowling lineup, and um, especially their opening bowlers. So, if we get some some good bowling early on, I think it's just about soaking up that pressure and trying to get through that first part. And hopefully, then we can sort of unleash the shackles a little bit as we get further into the innings and um, build a good partnership. But we played at Hamilton once before, so hopefully, being familiar with the conditions will help us. 
Amy, they've all travelled down here to New Zealand, the, the other teams, to, to come and take the World Cup, well, I think, off the home team because your know, home team advantage and stuff like that sort of gives you um, a little bit more motivation. But just wondering, we've been talking about themes here. Do you guys have a theme like for the for the World Cup? Did you guys, did your coach come up with a theme for um, <laughs> representing in the, the cricket uh, nation in New Zealand? Real digger, eh, you are, Kempi? <laughs> <laughs> oh, not specifically. I think Bob's probably, it's not really his cup of tea too, too much, but um, oh, we <laughs> Yeah, we just like, do you do you use something like the do. graveyard? Like, you know, they're coming down to the graveyard. <laughs> Look, to be honest, I think I might have to take that suggestion back to the group um, and, and say that it might be our thing for the, the remainder. Amy, of the you don't have to. You, you don't. You can just tell well, them to shut up. That's fine. <laughs> no, nah, I do it because it, it worked for it worked for the Chiefs. Yeah, it might be the difference. We might have to look at that just to to sign off our tournament. We'll um, say that yeah, you're coming to the graveyard. It'd be a good one. Okay, just get. I'll I'll be quite happy to come down and talk to the girls. (laughs) (laughs) I'll get you in uh, via Zoom, eh? Beautiful, beautiful. Uh, cricket aside, are you, are you girls having a lot of fun though? Having a host World Cup back in your home nation, has it been enjoyable? Uh, you know, considering the, the the lifestyle we live in at the moment, have you enjoyed it? And what are you doing for a bit of fun? Yeah, look, that's a challenging question to be honest, because we're in the middle of COVID and we're mm. in a bit of a bubble. So, fun is yeah. um, getting outside and getting some sunshine and seeing the beach. Um, or for some of the girls, <laughs> it's watching maths, which I'm not sure if you boys are into, but. Um, oh. yeah, we're, we're probably limited on our options a little bit, but we try and make sure that we get out and have a bit of a laugh as a group. And um, the good thing is we get along pretty well, so that, that helps certainly. But yeah, we're pretty limited on our well, yeah. activities outside of cricket at the moment. We actually asked Bob. We actually asked Bob if, if there was one person on maths, who would it be? And he said Katie Martin. Katie Martin would throw out some absolute <laughs> chat, and she will get the ratings right up there. She'll be one of those ones into that show for sure. I'll pass that on to her. Make sure that she signs up for the next round. <laughs> you got a lot to you got a lot to do, Amy. Hey, who's uh, one more question for me? Who's the hairdresser, and who who racks out the um, the poker table in the team? Well, speaking of Katie Martin, she's the poker table left. Um, <laughs> but the hairdressers, uh, we're hard pushed to get any hairdressers in our team, but I think we're certainly in need of one, um, having been in the bubble for a couple of months, so there's a few people <laughs> that have been lining up for that. All right, last question, because this has just made me think of Kempi, because Kempi spends the most time in the mirror. Who spends the most time in the mirror in, in White Room? <laughs> uh, I'd probably have to say Susie Bates. Hey, hey Batesy, Batesy, yeah, yeah. we love it. She looks good too. Just, just to give her the tip, she looks really good. Yeah, she puts a lot of time and effort in, so I'll, I'll let her know. Awesome, awesome, Avi. We're going to let you go here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Like always, we appreciate your time. Your girls have been outstanding for our show, and uh, you've got our utmost support over the next couple of days. 100%. Go well against South Africa. We're right behind you, and uh, do your best. Thank you so much. No worries, thanks for the chat. I'll make sure I pass on the graveyard. Cool. <laughs> John Amy, <laughs> go to the graveyard. Yes. <laughs> the graveyard. Can, can, uh, can you just give us a little bit more detail? What Obviously, the graveyard is the graveyard. It's got to have a meaning. Bearing teams, mate. The Chiefs picked it up. They came down <laughs> and they buried the Crusaders. <laughs> like, just bury teams. Oh. Get, get, welcome to the graveyard. Get, like, get the tune going. Get so the girls funny. up. 
Seriously. I, I gave you no chance that Amy was going to pick that up and give you kind of anything there. And somehow, against all odds, you've actually come through with something there. After your first question, like, are you going to give everyone else tips? I was like, oh, no, Kimby. Amy's going to be like, who is this guy filling in for Baz? <laughs> I like it's just it's called the setup, mate. It's like the jab. The, the jab just sort of shocks everybody. And then you come in with a graveyard. <laughs> Bang. Got it. <laughs> you are so funny, Kimpy. I love it, mate. I love it. I'm usually the idiot on the other side of bears, and it's good. It's good. It's not me at the moment. <laughs> hey, hey, but I'm your idiot, okay? I'm your idiot. D- to be fair, can we just respect how cool it, and chill Amy is? Like, they're, oh. they're under a little mm. bit of pressure, and she knows that, but they're not going to talk about it. They're yeah. not going to get in their own heads. So just, like, flush the dunny. Mm. We can win. Win, we're in. Keep winning. We win the tournament. Let's just take it one day at a time, one game at a time. I just think that's awesome. What a great attitude. I love it. I love it, mate, because that, that, that is the key. Pressure is always there. When you're playing for your national side and you're playing it in your hometown, your home country, pressure is always going to be there wherever you go. So, um, you know, walk towards it, embrace it, and, and, and just think it's always going to be there, and then, and then just park it. So for those girls, they know this is must-win. We don't need to tell them that it's must-win, but if they go out there, stick to that old adage of stick to your processes, do what they do best, have a solid performance, and uh, you know that's all we can ask for in the end. And so, I really appreciate that her coming on the show. They've been outstanding for us on our show. They're always up and open about coming on and and sharing some insights. And Bob Carter, well, he's doing more golf golf than coaching, so that's a good thing to hear from old Bobby. <laughs> Come on, Bob, get back into the get back in there, mate. Theme it up. You've got a couple oh, of Joe. games to win. Joe, welcome back oh, to Joe. the show, mate. You've 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 come hey. come out of nowhere, mate. Hey, Joe. Easy, nervous fellow, and he, jeez. He's shaking, mate. Why are you so terrified, Joe? Oh, no, I just, I just crept in there. I didn't know, imagine that being called out. Well, the question is, uh, yeah. uh, do you now, you're now the McCafe delivery guy, are you? Yeah, are that's you? my new job now. I, uh, <laughs> that's my full-time job, so. Hi, I, hi Joe. Hi. Joe. Yeah. Hi, Joe. Um, oh. Can you ask uh, Zoe and the McCafe team where my McCafes have gone? Because I haven't got one for about two or three weeks. Well, I think that's Joe's job. Mm. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, I'm the McCafe so Joe, so your to... new role. Yeah. Find Izzy's McCafe, please. That'll be much appreciated. Thank you. I think it's my role to deliver it to you, but I don't know, I'm not sure. We're, we're having some, some budget cuts, but I don't know how I'm supposed to do that. <laughs> Bike. <laughs> Okay. Ride You'll a horse. Figure it out. <laughs> You'll figure it out. Uber <laughs> Eats, mate. Walk. Uber Eats. Uber Eats. You work it out, Joe. Thanks for the McCaffeys this morning, though, man. Just work on getting headphones on. Man. <laughs> it was actually painful to watch. Anyway, Amy Satterthwaite with Razine, the most trusted paint brand for the last 10 years, the Paint Kiwis Trust. Brilliant to catch up with her. Thank you, Joe, for the McCafe coffees as well. Kempi tried to rattle her, but the graveyard is going back to the White Ferns. If they start winning from here, you know who's going to be it. claiming it. Back you in, know it. Back in my day, Tony Kemp. There we go. 18 minutes past eight. Thanks to the Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Speaking of the Chemist Warehouse, this is exciting. As 
from Chemist Warehouse is coming in at about 20 to 9 this morning. He's going to show us what a rat test is all about if you haven't done with, or I suppose it's not a rat test. It's not like ASB bank, is it? It's a rapid antigen test. Mm. It's not a rapid antigen test test. It's not a Joe test. No, uh, it's, not a, it's not a Joe test. We'll be back after this with Paul Lee Mawati. We read a couple of texts, as from Chemist Warehouse, not far away as well. It's a great morning here on Wednesday the 16th of March. Stay with us. SCNZ, <laughs> 23 and a half past 8 o'clock. We're going to catch up with as from Chemist Warehouse, and not too long, right now, double eight, double three, the race, the self-assured dream. We've got self-assured in the race representing SCNZ. Get that one through your skull. How good is that? I mean, he's got to be a red-hot shot, draws well, hard to stop, you'd have to think. And we're giving you a chance to be a part of the dream. Text your name, the race, and where you are around New Zealand. We're going to choose one person today, like we have been on each Wednesday, to be part of the self-assured team. And if self-assured wins, you can win yourself $2,000, which is going to be awesome. And he's going to be right in the race. I promise you that. He'll be in it for a long way. Um, there's a couple of good texts here, Kempe. You, you got that text on the top there, mate? Yeah, mate, I have. Um, so this one here is, that's the way, Kempe. I'm a self-supporter. That's not your fault, Mark. Uh, so I know what it's like one minute and down the next, but never give up on your team, no matter what it may be. One day it'll happen. Yeah, Mark, you're dead right. Um, and the, the, the other difference about this is, is it's, a, it's an opinion. You know what I mean? You, I'm not gonna. I'll tell you one thing. I'm not gonna do. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna tell you something that you just want to hear. <laughs> if you want, mm. if you want that, go and tune into Radio Sport. You know what I mean? There's something else. But what we what what Whack. I am gonna what I am gonna say is I'm just <laughs> gonna say that. You know, this week, I think he could have picked a better team. Seriously. Mm. Like, if I picked the team, or I, I guess a half a dozen people picked the team, I'd have a different I'd have a different centre there, I'd have a different back row out there, and I'd definitely have Nicarima on the bench. So, um, mm. yeah, thanks for the text, Mark. That was a great text, and all the best to South. That's a really good game. That's the game of the round this week, is he? South and Melbourne. First game off. Beautiful, off the, off the rank. That's why we love you. That's why we love you, mate. You're honest and you're open. And it's your opinion, and that's why we have the airways because you have an opinion, you share it, and we love it, mate. Thank you so much for sharing those news and go whack. Hey, eh? how good. We're going to catch up with Paulie Moati right now. It is time for a TAB live update. Bet live on your favourite sports with the TAB app today. Paulie Moati, what have you got for us? Yay. Yeah, morning, boys. Um, I, I was going to have a chat about the Super Rugby, but um, I'm not sure which games are going to be going ahead this weekend. But yeah. whatever games, whatever games do go ahead this weekend, we've got a bonus back promotion on uh, those games, and we've also got a same game claim on those games. But games that we do know will be going ahead this weekend. Uh, the week two of the NRL, and I saw uh, heard Kempe just talking about the Warriors. Uh, and talking about the Storm Rabbitohs being the match of the round, um, and I couldn't agree more. Uh, but we've also got a bonus back promotion on all of the Week 2 NRL games. Um, so I guess if if you want Kemp, uh, Kempe to sort of tip you into uh, one, um, we should have a look at that Melbourne Storm-Sydney Rabbitohs game. Now the Storm, of course, uh, lose a few players to injury, uh, but then pick up a a few stars to come back into the team. So it's almost like a factory down there in Melbourne where they just churn out superstar rugby league players and as soon as one falls, mm. another one's ready to take their place. They're currently $1.40 to win that game tomorrow night. 
The Rabbitohs are $2.90, who, of course, uh, welcome back Latrell Mitchell, a big, big uh, plus for the Bunnies. Um, but in terms of the bonus back uh, promotion for that game, that's on the winning team and margin option. Um, and if you place a bet on the winning team and margin uh, option of, uh, of that game um, and your team wins, but you have the incorrect uh, margin, we'll give you a bonus bet uh, up to $50 back into your account. So I just wanted to hear from Kempi what he thinks is the best way to go in that Melbourne Storm Sydney Rabbitohs game. I think, um, Paulie. I think you know you're right with Latrell Mitchell coming back. It's gonna that's gonna put some sting back into South Sydney. But what I noticed in the rounds last week is the slowing down in the ruck. Um, and Melbourne are the best at it. You know, so the referees weren't giving you um, six again, and the roll on was happening. And I think that suits Melbourne uh, more than it suits South because South like to play an upbeat game and go really quick to the edges. And as we saw against Brisbane last week, they really struggled with that with the with the pace of the game. Bringing Munster back in is a big big difference to Melbourne, you know, getting Harry Grant back in for, for Brandon Smith and swapping out Jesse Bromwich for um, for Welsh, they, they, mate, they get better this week, Melbourne, so um, I reckon 1-12, to 12, you take Melbourne. Fantastic. Mm. That has been the best back selection in that winning team of margin uh, option uh, for the Storm Rabbitohs game, the Melbourne Storm 1-12 one, one at $2.80. Um, there's been a few takers of the Storm to win it by 13 and over at 250, but the best back is Storm 1 to 12 at 280. We should touch on the Warriors game as well because everyone wants to know what the Warriors are going to do. I agree with Kempe. They've selected the wrong team here, the Warriors. Um, surely the Titans run away with this one. Just take the Titans 13 and over, don't we? Sad. <laughs> That's, that's, so, that's so sad, Paul. Like, don't say it so matter of fact. Like, like read the room, mate. That's just so sad. <laughs> Look, I want the Warriors to win just as much as anyone else. I don't know if you do. Because like, here's the I, thing. If the Warriors win, you guys get cleaned out because we will back them regardless. <laughs> well, that's why I'm trying to just add a wee bit of sense to this conversation. A bit of spice. Um, and all it, things it, nice. <laughs> usually, uh, rule, rule of thumb, when the Warriors were outsiders, you would usually back them. But they're just not playing the style of football where they can get up as a big, big outsider. So but I think the Gold Coast Titans, 13 and over at 225, is one you've just got to throw in there. Hey, Paulie, just one more question. Cuddle stakes on on Saturday, mate. What are you, what are you thinking? Kimpy, tread carefully. I am. Don't worry. <laughs> I am. Oh, <laughs> I'm just waiting for you to tip one out of the Kimpy. I'm just, I'm just trying to. I'm looking for a shark runner. Where, where do I go? <laughs> you won't have to look far, Paulie. And, and here's the thing: you're not getting anything from Izzy or Kimpy or me about it. You just, we're going to wait, and then we're going to have a crack at about what is it, two thirty, two in the afternoon, when the feature, uh, the odds come out for the feature races. That'll be us, mate. Thanks for your time, Paul. Tab.co.nz, your place for hundreds of sports markets to choose from. Racing, the odds will be up there this mid-afternoon for Saturday's feature races. Izzy, you had a big weekend in Sydney, and obviously you mm. were wearing a mask all the time and that sort of thing. We're going to do a, a wrap mm. up after this, um, <laughs> after the, the news, and then a wee bit with 
as from Chemist Warehouse. So we'll see what, what, where this goes. But Chemist Warehouse have been great supporters of Baz Lizzie for breakfast since Kempy's got it. day one. <laughs> he's just he's <laughs> in the background. <laughs> Pretty precarious timing. It's 29 minutes to nine. As is not far away. We've got some news headlines as well. Stay with us. Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Plenty, of, plenty to come, including the winner of this week's share in Self Assured. Stay with us. SCNZ Radio.NZ. SCNZ, we're 26 and a half away from 9am this morning. Plenty going on, some great texts here. Uh, Kempi, hi boys. Thank Kempi. Many moons ago, Kempi filled in coaching kids softball. My daughter, Ashley, suddenly improved. <laughs> great show, boys. But it's from Paul. Shop Paul. It's almost... I remember, I remember Ashley too. She was <laughs> a really shy young girl and, uh, you know, a little bit like... Um, the, the girl from the ferns that we just spoke to just need a little bit of coaching and all of a sudden she became the world champ softball for eight-year-olds. Oh, I think Amy Satterthwaite doesn't necessarily need your help as she's the a... The graveyard, mate. I hope she takes it back. Well, she might do, Kempi. Hey, Izzy, there's some live sport coming up after we get off air this morning. Uh, Champions League rolls on. Round of 16, leg two or two. So it's crunch time for your Manchester United. They're up against Atletico Madrid. The aggregate is one all. Uh, we've got Ajax and Benfica tied at two apiece. We've got Juventus and Villarreal at one each. Chelsea leads there, tie 2-0. City, well, they don't have to worry about it, anything against Sporting Lisbon. They are up five zip. And PSG, um, uh, PSG, oh, no, that's, that's been done. Don't worry about that. P- Real Madrid and PSG, the aggregate there was 3-2 in favour of Madrid, I believe. So there's plenty going on around the world today. The... Women's World Cup rolls on tomorrow on SCNZ. You have live commentary of the White Ferns playing South Africa. If you've missed our chat with Amy Satterthwaite, Izzy, is it fair to say she sounded calm and collected and ready for a result tomorrow? Yeah, she did, mate. She did. They, um, they're staying relaxed, and, and that's, that's the way to be. Look, obviously, we spoke about it before. They uh, have their backs against the wall, but you're not going to come out and, and talk about that and, and say that. They're going to stay calm and relaxed, and uh, they know they know how to play cricket. Um, don't get too far ahead of themselves and just take the old adage, cliche, take one match at a time. They're facing South Africa, who are undefeated and they're quality side, and I'm, I think these girls can do it, mate. Um, they're at home and they can do it, for sure. they got my support. Well, they got our support. All of our support at SCNZ. We're so proud to be able to commentate the Women's World Cup with Daniel McCarty and the whole team there. You can keep testing Just getting us. my rat test sorted, mate. Uh, Sorry. Yeah, hey, that's all right. You just, <laughs> hey, you just lock in, mate. We've got a few minutes and we're going to do it. This could be a, a wild ride. We'll see what happens. We've got Az from Chemist Warehouse coming up very shortly. Keep texting us on the Temper Bedpost text machine. Temper and Bedpost range of mattresses and adjustable bases. Adapt to the exact shape of your body so you can put your head and feet up in comfort. Kempi, just before we shoot off um, and come back and we, we get stuck into what will be one of the strangest things I've done on late live radio before. There's a text here that probably means a bit for you. I'll let you read it, mate. It's been a tough week for you, brother. Yeah, I, I haven't really um, tried too hard to think too much about this. I've got a text come through. Uh, I don't know who it is, but it's one of the Waitara boys. Morning, Kempi. I work with Paulie T. Uh, raw weekend, brother. Great man. Um, gone way too early. Kia kaha and safe travels back to Waitara for the tangi. Um, yeah, man. Paulie, Paulie T., my brother, that passed away on the weekend. 
I haven't been. I'm trying my hardest not to think about it because every time I think about freedom, Fraser, um, the boys, you know, it's sort of you start to sort of choke up. So um, I'm doing plenty of work with Paulie. Got him back involved in our league club. He was running our senior side. Um, and just put him on the board only two weeks ago to start to take over the the club because he's at that age and um, yeah no it's it's going to be a pretty hard couple of days me and my son are uh, hitting the road first thing in the morning after the show tomorrow and um, you know I've got my my nephew who's one of his best mates living in England at the moment writing up a letter which he wants me to read out at the tonguey so um, yeah p- pretty tough man it's uh, I really appreciate that text coming in and and. You know, uh, Paulie T. Izzy is just one of the good guys. You know, one of the one of the really really good guys that you know just don't even want to don't even want to mm. think about it. You know, it's still hard to believe. Mate, you're an absolute champion. You're putting on a, a brave face, and I know on the outside you're hurting, mate. And uh, we we're thinking of you. It's hard to know what well, the right words to say, mate. I never um, met Paulie T, but I can understand he was a champion bloke, and you had a lot of respect for him, mate. So. Like we always say, and we said to you, mate, you go do what you got to do for your whānau. You take as much time away from from the show as much as much as you want, and uh, we'll hold down the fort, mate. Our uh, blessings and our thoughts and prayers are with you and all your extended whānau, mate. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, Jesus. absolutely. Um, all the arahat in the world to you, Kimpi. It's an awful time for the crew down there in Waitara, and, and amazing. You're heading back. Sounds like a an absolute champion guy. Uh, we'll, we'll keep forging on here, but um, again, really appreciate that text, and it sounds like it's affected a lot of people in the region. After this, uh, we're going to move on. We're going to change the pace a bit. As I said, one of the weirdest things I'll be doing on uh, radio in, in a while, but it's normal. And Chemist Warehouse is doing some fantastic work around rapid antigen testing. We've got Az in the building. He's coming to our new studios. We're so stoked to have him here. Like We're stoked to have Chemist Warehouse on board with our program. We're going to talk some more about that after this on Baz and Izzy for Breakfast with Kempi and Louie here as well. Yes, Baz and Izzy for Breakfast on SCNZ. Tony Kemp and Louie Herman while in the house. We're quarter away from nine before we get off and get into our day. But right now... We're going to welcome in the great man, Az Haroon, from the Chemist Warehouse. Morning, Az. Morning, Izzy. How are you going? I'm going very, very well. Thank you so much for your support of our show. We really, really appreciate it. Um, mate, we're going to get into some testing today, a rat test. Talk to us. Is it easy? Is it simple? <laughs> Hopefully, Kempi passes. <laughs> uh, it's extremely simple and uh, really, really great to be here. And yeah, keep up the great work, guys. Because no there's a, no a rat okay. test, is he? How come Joe's not in here? <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> on joking. No, give, jo- give him a break for 10 minutes, right, Is? Yes, give, give him a break. He, we love Joe, and hopefully, he'll be back very, very shortly. Um, as, tell us about. This, the rat tests, what have we got? And are they quite easy to purchase? I've done a few in my time. I know how easy they are to do, but are they easy to purchase and how do we go about it? They are definitely easy to purchase. I know when they first launched and the government made, made the announcement that rat tests were going to be available, uh, we did our best. We air freighted uh, various tests from all around the world, mainly UK, mm-hmm. Um, across Europe, Europe and Australia to make sure that we had the right tests available. And we got them in mm. straight away. And um, now the supply is really good. So we've been able to uh, have them available at every single one of our stores and including our online store. Wow. Nice. 
Beautiful, beautiful. And how effective are they? How like, like what's the percentage of, of effectiveness of actually uh, detecting COVID? The pretty much the tests are they they claim to be over ninety seven percent accurate. But again, if you if you come up positive in one of these tests, it's most likely. Hundred percent. Well, Kimpy, cross your fingers and your toes and your big jandals, mate. <laughs> hey, Izzy, while you went, when you know, we all know about your big trip to Sydney and Flemington last week. While you're away, um, I had a I had a quiet word with Daisy because uh, I knew the rat test was coming yeah. up. This this we only told you this mm. on on Monday that this was going to happen. But Daisy's quite happy if I do test positive for you to come up here to Auckland for the week <laughs> and be in the studio and for me to go down there and just do it out of the pool house <laughs> and look after the kids. <laughs> <laughs> oh mate, I'll happily do that. Last little <laughs> sleeper and go back to the hotel. <laughs> Kim, for you, you that was going to be the answer. All right, as look, we'll, we'll, what we'll, I want to before we get you out of here, we have to talk about what Chemist Warehouse has been able to do for Kiwis because not just yep. us, you've been supporting, you've supported the whole nation since your inception or coming over here. Um, so we've got to get through that, but let's start the process and, and try and talk our way through it as we do it. You got Kimpy there as your test dummy. So the the actual process itself, you do swab up your nose, right? Yeah, definitely. So the process is pretty easy. You wash your hands, which we've both done. Um, you There's three parts of the test. The first part is the actual nasal swab, which I'll pass over to Kimpy. Basically, the intention of this swab is to put it into your nostril, but try and get it about two and a half centimetres up. That's the most important part of it. And, and oh. it feels like you're, it feels quite uncomfortable, this process. So this is the worst part of the actual process. And you swivel it around for about um, five swells in the first nostril. <laughs> five, not 50 oh, yeah. <laughs> And then you move over to the second nostril and again, two and a half centimetres up and another five swells. And oh. that pretty much uh, gets gets exactly what you need in. <laughs> Izzy, what are you doing, mate? <laughs> I'm doing one too. Oh, right, right. And, and I the sneeze, second sorry. part of the test is putting in the swab into the solution, which pretty much, uh, you know, you, you ensure it um, passes through into the solution. So you kind of, you know, dip it in and out for a little bit, Got uh, Got for, you know, six or ten seconds or so. And then after that, you just pretty much leave the um, swab in the solution for uh, about a minute. And what that does is ensures that if there is any... Um, you know, it pretty much goes into the solution, which allows it to be picked up when you go to the third part of the test. So we're pretty much there now. And, and right at the end, you, it's, it's always handy to just give it a little bit of a press. And that ensures that if there's anything in the actual nasal swab itself, it so you, kind of drips you, into the solution. So what you're doing there is you're pretty much squeezing the end of the swab in the little vial just to make sure you get everything off of it. Yeah. That's right. Yep. And I'll just put that in there if you don't mind that, mate. You go, grab that, Kimpy. It's yeah. not good stuff. I, I've seen Kimpy readjust some noses in his playing days, and it kind of it looked like he was trying to do that to himself. There, you've done it. You've done a. Re, you've made sure that you're not going to miss anything, which is good. Um, but it did, didn't have to look that uncomfortable. It is. The, it is. You know, if you do it right, you have someone who's really good at doing it, like like um, my wife. Uh, it's not a hassle at all, mate. So. Um, I suggest that you don't let me do it because that was terrible. Izzy, you would have to do these to get into Super Rugby games, would you? Yeah, I've done about yeah. I do one every time I go to a stadium. Um, so yeah, every time I do commentary at the stadiums, you go do one before you enter. And yeah, they're, they're very, very accurate and they're very easy. Obviously, I've just got a bit of a situation every time I put the thing up my my nostril, I sneeze. <laughs> so it's it's very very uncomfortable. But hey, what an easy process! And this is the new normal uh, for us to be able to do things. 
around the world. So Chemist Warehouse, and, awesome. And you've got the so you've got the you put like a little clip on the top of the vial there, as that's right. So the last part of the the process is the final step. And then it's just about waiting. So the, the vial itself has got a little clip which you put on and then you go on and you drop the, the solution into the testing part of the strip which has got a little S on it. Yep. And ideally it's best to make sure that you have th- uh, three to four drops. Um, this specific test that we have which is the heel gen, orient gene, it, it specifies four drops. So you've, and got, you've got spectators now. Look, it's <laughs> like... <laughs> like Everyone's they here. They wanted to see me stick that thing up my nose. <laughs> And then you just wait, you know. So uh, the, the process is now done and the testing strip is is doing its work. And as you can see, um, we've moved past the T line and we're, and we're going to make sure that at least there's one line, which is the C line, which means it's a control and, and the test does work. If no lines show up at all, it just means that it's, it's, it's faulty, which generally doesn't happen very often, but it's just to ensure that the test is valid. So that having a line on the C means it works, and if it comes up with another yeah. line, which is the T, then you're positive. So that, like, it's pretty mm. impressive how kind of you get all like, – really, there aren't many parts, and it all just kind of makes perfect sense. But are there instructions in the actual kits themselves? Definitely. There's instructions available inside the packet, and each packet generally tells you exactly what needs to be done. And not only that, you know, um, online we have instructions available – if you're ever stuck, our amazing pharmacist in our stores, they're the guys that you, you know, come and talk to because they'll definitely help you out and make sure you understand how to do the test properly. And how are they going as the stores and all that, you know, through this whole period you guys have been open every day, how, how are the stores going on? We go to the um, chemist warehouse all the time because of the range that you've got in there and the prices. The stores have been absolutely amazing. And, and like while I've got this moment, I just want to have a massive shout-out to every single one of our pharmacists and our amazing retail team across all of New Zealand. I mean, Absolutely. these guys are like rock stars, you know. Um, day in, day out, they've, they've come in, opened at, at the stores to ensure that they're there to serve the public. And it's quite tough out there, mm. but we've been able to keep every one of our stores open and uh, continue through this entire pandi- pandemic over the last two years. Yeah. And, what, and what's, yeah, what's the cost of yeah, them? The, the rat test? I mean, we've ensured that we... Um, are the cheapest in the marketplace and, and that's always been our vision to make sure we're making healthcare more affordable and more accessible across all of New Zealand. The tests are actually individually available for $6.49 a test but if you buy multiple packets you can bring the price down to $5.87 oh, per that's test. Good. Man that's, uh, yeah. Look, that's yeah, very good. I, I know that that's a, a massive thing you guys pride yourselves on that kind of competitive marketplace um, pricing and, and just quickly before we get you out as I know you're coming up to a special milestone about how much you've saved for Kiwis? Yeah, with um, you know we've opened our first store in November 2017, and since then we've got 31 stores across New Zealand, with another 10 to 20 stores in the pipeline that are currently being built and planned for at the moment. But the amazing milestone is that we've been able to pass on this free prescriptions and ultimately save on each prescription five dollars, which has resulted in a saving of over twenty-eight million dollars to date. That is look. That is more than Beautiful. even Sam Pinf- Pinfold won at the players and camps. That's, that's how much is he earned in his career. <laughs> that's about, about, a, about a quarter <laughs> of it. About a quarter of it can be. As it's been a pleasure to have you and and uh, on the show in studio with us today, Chemist Warehouse CEO Esman Haroon. Thanks so much for coming in, man. Thanks, boys. Awesome. No worries. Thanks, Ez. Back to sleep on it with Rick Dog after this. Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Stuff. 
for your face and body? It's men's skincare with a purpose. Top quality Aussie-made grooming and skincare to help guys look and feel great with no hassles. Plus, Stuff is helping mental health too. Find Stuff at Woolworths or visit websiteofstuff.com.